At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmick Seed of Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. a and and joining me are my two co-hosts, also known as, uh, not Deion Sanders for Primetime. What's going on, y'all? And the man, the myth, the revolutionary, Q Flow Flow the Rookie. What's going on, beloved? Peace, King. Nah, I'm joking. What's I'm going dead. on, y'all? We here. He about to spit the <laughs> illest bars about some pyramids. Yeah. I damn. Uh, and I'm also, black, joined... black and I'm black, y'all. Uh. <laughs> oh, he get to see before him. And uh, my lovely wife, the greatest catch lady sketch. Hello, everyone. Hope everybody enjoyed their, their Juneteenth this weekend. You know, saying and go out and not not just about barbecue some of the day. Go out and actually you know celebrating. You know, saying what the day actually means. People actually learn about it. It was a lit Juneteenth. It was, and oh yeah, to all my fathers out there, Happy Father's Day. As a recording this on Father's Day, <laughs> so I want all my all my men out there, you know, who's doing their job. You know, what I'm saying because I, I want to put out there a lot of men who don't have biological kids is out there doing their job, but they don't get the credit that they deserve. You know, it's not easy out here being a parent. It's even hard out here to be a father, especially to a black, little black boy, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? So all y'all, and people of color, and and everybody, every man that's out there in the world doing their thing, to everybody's out there, to everybody's fathers that's out there, you know, that's still with them and stuff like that, and the ones that have passed away. You know what I'm saying? Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. I hope... You know, everybody acknowledge your father, you know, and they dig some good for them. So. And while while it's still, you know, it ain't 12 o'clock yet, happy birthday, mom. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Make sure you, you know, say. My mama birthday. Yeah, Mrs. Flo, shout out, man. You know what I'm saying? You're always, you know what I'm saying? She can take my child anytime. Sage's best babysitter. <laughs> I know. And now Sage is staying on her own now and everything. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's crazy. She's not going to know what to do with her. She ain't going to. We, we may not see it for a day, but <laughs> all right, everybody. So welcome back to the rest of the podcast. A lot, a lot of shit just happens week to week in the professional wrestling business. It is, but before we get into a little bit of the darkness, uh, we do still got to pay the bills and make sure we give a shout out to spacesphilly.com. Spacesphilly, the production company we're a part of. Uh, who is the president over there? Mark, aka the director. So I'm gonna wish him. A happy Father's Day as well. And his first Father's Day, so, you know, he's definitely enjoying that. 
And make sure you guys go check out all the content they have on spaceaffiliate.com, a, a podcast for us to express our voice and have our content on there. Uh, you guys can check out the Lou and Pop, Lou and Pop Horror Show, both sides, and the Market Dark Show retro episodes. Make sure you guys also check out the Nerd Coalition's content over there, the No Gimmicks Heated Wrestling Podcast, Turntable, Tip Culture, and Beyond, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, and uh, Drunk Dog Sober Tongue as well. Also, soon to be coming Ballers Lounge Podcast and uh, would you better say something? Oh no, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just trying to eat my chips without people knowing. Okay, it's quite alright. <laughs> and then uh, also, you can check us out on all the, the uh, podcast sites, you know, the, the Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, you know, Spreaker, uh, Stitcher, and uh, also YouTube Premium. You guys like, like listen to our little segments on YouTube. Don't forget also to check out TheRealNerdCoalition.com Once again, TheRealNerdCoalition.com Me personally, if you have money at disposable income, I'd rather you guys give the money out to these charities out here mm-hmm. that's, you know, supporting the Black Lives Matter, that's supporting the, the speaking out, the Me Too. All the people in this world discriminated against or just, or just been treated unfairly, that money can go to a better cause. And after you donate, you got some little left over. Then come over to the realnerdcoalition.com where you guys can get your, you know, Nerd Coalition merch, the NC logo, the NC Shazam logo, the retro logo, and of course the No Gimmicks Needed podcast t shirt and hoodie. Like the weather is just flip flopping these days, so you don't know what day you're going to need a hoodie. Yep. I'm just saying, but still, make sure you go ahead and get, get yourself that t shirt as well. And also, make sure you guys check out my main man, Primetime. Prime Nostalgia Podcast, who just now got on to Apple Music. So congratulations to that on that Prime Time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so check, yeah, check out the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. I'm saying I always have fun over there. I'm still waiting for him to do this episode that he he, he refuses to do. I'm going to try to talk him into it one day. <laughs> and then, I, I want that Prince vs. Michael Jackson episode, oh, but I know, I know it's going to be hella biased. But anyway... And also, make sure you check out my man Q-Flow, Flow the Rookies, War Drum album that you can find on TheRealNerdCoalition.com along with... Uh, huh? Also, 8 Days, I got a song coming out. Hey. I got a song coming out in 8 Days. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh man, we, we, we got we got another track coming out. Oh, look. Yep. I'm sorry, I got no more air horns left in me. If I air horn again, I'm a burp, so y'all don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, we got a new song coming out for y'all real soon. Oh, that should be, that should be great. If y'all, like I said, the ball's dope, man. So make sure you guys check out his music. The Christian Hip Hop Head right here, man. The CHH. Make sure you go support and do that. Like, even if, you know what I'm saying, you, you you may not be into that, hey, the music is inspirational. You know what I'm saying? You can always, you know, love support. He's, he's Nerd Coalition, and he's going to be Nerd Coalition for life. All right. So, all right, fellas. So I'm about to get, you know, let's get to the dirty here. That this week it's it just been a dark week in wrestling, and you know I'm not even gonna sit here and say it's been a dark week in wrestling. It's been a dark year, period. Oh, yeah, it's been trash. Everything that's happened this year has indirectly affected wrestling. <laughs> Seriously, wrestling was the, the the only pastime, the only somewhat of a sport that we can just like. When something's happening in the world, we get on this podcast and we ain't got to worry about that kind of stuff like that. Talk about it. Not this year. They made a point from January on down to now. It, something, everything that has happened each month has somehow 
indirectly affected wrestling. I ain't talking about just WWE, mm-hmm. AEW, uh, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, um, NWA, Impact. Oh, Impact stayed affected. <laughs> so there is this new hashtag that is, is yeah that that has coming out. This hashtag speaking out, and it is of women who are coming up and giving these allegations of sexual abuse and rape and terrible things that's been happening to them from these wrestlers and there are names that's in this category yeah there it's a it's a it's a shitload of names and the scary thing is it may not be done yet by the time we're recording this I only got I can't go over every detailed name and every detail uh Accusation that came to them, mm-hmm. but I can definitely go wow. over Huh? As we say that, one more just popped up on my screen. Who popped up on that Ooh. one? Austin Aries. Oh. Why am I, you know what? I'm not even surprised by that. I'm not even surprised by that. Because Selena Vega had so many problems with Austin Aries because she used to date him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot all about that. Yeah, she definitely did. There was a lot of problems with Austin Aries, but. Uh, see, like I said, we live on the podcast right now, and, sh- and shit just keeps on coming up. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's wilding, and it it, it is it is something crazy. So, this all kind of stemmed from starting from a uh, British wrestler Let me pull by the name of David Starr, and uh, there was accusations brought to David Starr by his now I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his wife. I'm not sure it was. But there were some crazy accusations that that you really can just type in the hashtag speaking out and you can get a whole list of these things that these women have wrote, written about the things, the terrible things that has happened to them. What's up? I'm reading the stuff. Oh, okay. Lance Storm out here for the win. Well, Lance Storm been here since day one-ish. I'm saying. (laughs) So, uh... It has come out, you know, that he, uh, you know, has been abusing his, like I said, I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend, mm-hmm. that he, he's been abusing this. And he comes out and he he makes kind of like a half-ass kind of apology in a way. Who? Uh, Dave, I'm talking about David Starr. Okay. Where this whole thing really kind of stemmed from. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then... uh you know, first of all, David Starr was a, a guy in wrestling. He, he wasn't very popular at first, but then he had grown up in the rankings because he was trying to uh, unify the wrestling league. So like, kind of like have a one whole universal wrestling kind of government kind of thing. So it'll treat the wrestlers better. I haven't heard too many good things about him, period. But that's the only, you know, highlight thing that I did hear about him. And... Uh, Several UK independent wrestling promotions have stripped him of titles or not to work with this man again. Mm-hmm. You know, or these old allegations. Now, of course, when you guys hear these allegations, the first thing that usually comes to my mind is the Enzo. What, what happened with Enzo? Yeah. Because now, granted, there has been sexual abuse and stuff like that all throughout the for professional wrestling. We listen to social media age right now to the point where if you you can't get away with it, if you do try, it will come back to haunt you somehow. Yeah, as it should. Yeah, calm as a bitch. And then, uh, now the thing was, 
Enzo got fired, and then he found out that the whole thing was, you know, was not real in the first place. But even though they had their mind on firing Enzo in the first place. That's the same thing that happened with Jack Gallagher, I'm quite sure. They wanted to get yeah. rid of him and was just like, oh, here's a reason. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... So, you know, and WWE's been going through a whole mess right now, too, but also, but, so, that has come out, and, uh, I'm trying to see if I can find, uh, you know, what, what, what he, what he said, because the, the screenshots is up here from the one who's making the, the accusations, but he, he said, I have never, paraphrasing here, I have never, you know, did any kind of you know rape or anything like that, but I have been a shitty husband or shitty partner. He said. Mm. He did come out and say that. So he knows and, that he trash. So he knows that he's basically trash. But he says, but I never you know hurt her in any mm-hmm. kind of way, whether it was emotionally, mentally, sexually abused any of his girlfriends. So girlfriend, I believe it is not 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 wife. And then she came out and had this whole list of tweets and you know interactions between them two that's very disturbing to say the least and then when that snowball hit then we go over to other wrestlers that have been accused of such things such as Jack Gallagher who Jack Gallagher in 2014 was accused of you know dropping you know Forcing this girl into the bathroom and ripping her skirt off. Oh God! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't read the accusations. Oh, oh. The first thing I seen about him was him getting fired. That was it. Yeah, I and didn't know that he did all that. Jesus Christ! So he came out and said that he didn't do anything like that. But if he had hurt somebody, you know, he apologizes. See, that, I, I don't no, get see, shit. I don't. Um, I, I don't that's get what shit. I'm, I'm sorry you feel this way. Apologies. Don't don't give me that shit. So. He has been let go from WWE completely. And they're not done on that neither because on the WWE front, Jordan Devlin, the uh, the one who's currently holding that other NXT Cruiserweight Championship who's stuck over in uh in the UK, in the UK because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So, uh he's under fire for abuse that happened and Jordan Devlin's uh stuff was uh very deep as well and the person that the, the, the woman that was coming out about Jordan Devlin actually put out pictures yeah he said yeah. he put out a statement um, from his lawyer saying that everything was untrue and he doesn't know where this came from and it's all fake and he's going to have his lawyers in WWE handle it and all that kind of stuff yeah and I was just like, my God, what's going on? And then we go to, then Joy Ryan's in the news. Joy Ryan has been accused of uh, sexual assault. And he deleted his whole Twitter. Yeah, somebody yeah. posted something about a message with Joey Ryan <coughs> saying that um, he was talking to him. And the person who he was talking to said... You know, you hit on all all the girls and all of that, flirt with them and whatnot. And uh, it, this is him allegedly. He said, "I don't know how to talk to girls unless I'm flirting with them. Mine is a clear, a character flaw." And whoever the person that was chatting with him was like, "Yeah, I'm not down with the whole I act this way because I'm self aware thing, <laughs> sir." No. Yeah, no. and he's, he's. I'm listening. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I'm listening. 
So, y'all know, like, Velveteen's back in this bag, right? Oh, yeah. We, yes. we getting the Velveteen. Oh, yeah, he we, got a whole... We get because cause I, 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 I was get, I was getting cheap out the way to the point because I because there's twelve I guess the Joey Ryan and, and well, I'm not a fan of Joey Ryan y'all know that already and oh, yeah. and I I'm just sitting here like why am I not surprised hearing this stuff about Joey Ryan mm-hmm. I, you know I'm really not <laughs> but um his name came up and then like Q Flow said we got into some of the the bigger stars. And Velveteen Dream's name has come back up on the list. Oh, uh, yeah. About conversation that I didn't go and read Texas. I, I know some people did go and read the t- the, the text. I went through some of the, the screenshots. Okay. It was yeah. if this if it was if it's him and he was really talking to this person, he most definitely was grooming what they would call grooming this kid. Uh huh. Um, and it's. It doesn't look good. It don't look good. Yeah, see, at first, Velveteen Dreams Day was brought up a couple a couple months ago, about a month ago, about this thing, and then it looked like they had gotten past it. I don't know if if, if you know it, it went away or if if they felt as though somebody was lying about it. And then we we see Velveteen Dream on TV. We see him in championship match in your house, and then we just see him on NXT this past Wednesday. Even all that stuff was taped recently, but then him being back in the news now. This is putting WWE in a tight, like, tight spot. And, of course, they released their little bullshit statement about, you know, they are responsible for their own actions. Mm-hmm. You know, say, uh, what's going on? WWE does not support the actions of blah, 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 blah. The same shit. Yeah. The copy and paste that they always put out when something like shit like this happens or when, when Jimmy Uso gets drunk or when Jeff Hardy gets drunk, you know, all that kind of uh, dumb shit. <clears throat> and then on Velveteen Dream, not the only WWE superstar, uh, big one, Matt Riddle. Yes, yes, Matt Riddle got accused. His was kind of dismissed. I don't know if they're still looking into it, but it was dismissed a little quicker than the others because he has some kind of history with this woman where yes. she's been stalking him and his wife. Yes, there, there, there was uh, him and his wife. There's been things about this thing's been three years. He had changed his number so many times that he's been stalked by this woman for, for so long. So, because they were thinking they, they took him off to smack that promotion. Then they put him on this past week on SmackDown, even though that was tape. And if they, it was it was it was a big segment along with a match and everything. But if they really wanted, they could have cut that out. So I don't know if this thing has gotten past it or they're they're, they're looking into it a little bit more. Oh shit! Is Jimmy well, Havoc going? Jimmy Havoc is another one from AEW who has he's gone. Yes, he's gone. Uh, Jimmy Havoc. Uh, had issues also, and uh, I heard that you know J- Jimmy Havoc wasn't a great person either. But they, 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 he, uh, AEW, released him to go get some, you know, like rehab. Rehab. You know, they put their they put out a statement and said, "We wish Jimmy Havoc all the best as he receives treatment and counseling in an effort to overcome the mental health and substance abuse challenges in his life." We are aware of various reports related to Jimmy. We are evaluating his status with our company, and we will address it when he has completed, successfully completed his rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. The going theme that I see in a lot of these is that these guys are drugged up yeah. in some way, shape, or form, and they don't re- they don't remember any. They on that booger sugar. <laughs> mm. They on more than booger sugar. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> they don't remember the stuff that they do. They go and they get drunk or they get high, and then they um, 
they go and do a bunch of stuff and then the next morning have no clue or no mm. recollection or don't think they did anything wrong. Yeah. That seems to be the theme in some of the stories that I've been reading or, you know, um, situations I've been reading about with some of the wrestlers. Not all of them. Yeah. Uh, so here's my... Here, here, okay, so now I gotta get the, the thoughts. Q-Flaw, I'm, I'm, I'm just talking to you. Um, I gotta know, like, hearing all this stuff because like I said every week in Russia is something different you know what I'm saying and yep. it, it just seemed like two weeks ago you saw about the Jackson Riker tweets and the CM Punk AJ yep. Styles beef and all this other stuff about the Black Lives Matter movement stuff like that it's just like well, okay you know we're going to do our thing fine you go over there and choke and the next thing you know we over here and then it's just like now they can't leave, leave the women alone right so, um yeah well, here's my thing. Cause, like, I was already hurt. Cause, did I mention? Did I mention the uh, battle rap thing? This no. isn't off topic. I, but I'm ask. I'm asking for a reason. No. no. I never. I didn't mention this here. Okay. So somebody came out and said that a, a legendary one of the forefathers of battle rap had raped. So I'm already like in this wormhole of like women coming out which is why I'm fine you know I'm fine talking about it um yeah. my stance is my stance is that usually usually I'm I'm part of the innocent until proven guilty side because that whole Enzo thing the girl was full of shit like they were they're like they're, I saw proof of her being full of shit which is why I didn't believe uh huh but this isn't the case and, and I know we just got done celebrating Juneteenth, and it's looking kind of spooky for black folk already. But of a team, like you, you, you're being brought up again, brother. Yeah, you might have to. You might, yeah, this ain't a good look, man. Is it? This ain't a good look. I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, so this is not a good look. Also, Here, here's about that. I, I, I agree with you. You know, what I'm saying it's it's a proven guilty, even though that that same law doesn't apply for everybody. Now, but, but now here's my thing though now now I was saying I was on that train because like I said I saw proof that the girl was full of shit oh yeah I agree with you first time she, now now right now my stance is I'm I'm cause cause the thing with like well with sexual allegations like this usually the women are like it's, it's actually happened like you see more outcomes of women telling the truth versus you know false false accusations Mm-hmm. At least I do. I don't know about everybody else. At least I do. I see more accounts of it actually being for real. So, I mean, I'm 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 with the women on this one, man. Uh, they're coming out. It's a lot of women coming out at that too. Like, they're coming out. They're speaking their truths, man. And um, something has to be done to protect your women, your your women superstars, man. Especially because of the way like these aren't. You know, these aren't divas who just, you know, wrong panties match and all that. These are legit wrestlers. They are legit wrestlers and they deserve to be treated with the same respect as a man. Mm hmm. So, I mean, something's got to be done. Something has to be done. No, you're absolutely right because it it's heartbreaking. Because, like, once again, the world is racist and the world is sexist. You know? At the same time, and it's it's very especially in the wrestling business. That's you know, that's the boys' club, and right. it's hard for women to be even paid 
a fraction of what the men make. Now, once again, before I get into this, I'm not going to sit here and crucify every single woman that's out here and saying they're lying, they're guilty, or they're innocent to proven guilty. You know, the bitch picks stuff up. I'm not sick because there's a lot of people out there on social media already. It's how they're doing that shit. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and fall by their feet neither. But I'm I'm trying to be fair, but, I, but it's just unfortunate that the shit I see, the shit I've been through in my life, and, and you know what I'm saying, the excuses that people make, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, it's on shaky ground. It really is. And it, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm a wrestling fan. I do... I, we are on episode 145. We've been doing this podcast for 145 episodes, okay? I have been doing Nerd Coalition longer, but I've been watching wrestling the longest. So I get it when you're a fan of somebody and they are accused of doing such hateful things. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the Velveteen Dream situation, you know, it, it, it bothers me because you know what? That, that kid got so much potential. Mm-hmm. And I hate to see, you know, wrestlers that got so much potential, especially wrestlers of color. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, because it ain't that many of them. Yeah, wrestlers it's not of, a lot of us. of color that have these opportunities that we know you don't get off. I mean, the man was hot, okay, to the point where it seems like I would wrestle him at WrestleMania. Cena would have put Dream over. Like I said, if Sean and DX like you, bro, you're not getting buried. And he didn't. But if this all this stuff is true, and it's like yo, oh shit, okay, I didn't know. I'm reading more things. I didn't know what the deal with Will, Will Osprey was either. Yeah, Will Osprey's another name also. Oh, Will Osprey name came up. Yeah, his. I don't know about sexual abuse, but his uh, because I didn't read the claims from the the accuser yet. But mm. a um, what was it called a wrestling promotion confirmed that he used his power and influence to uh, blackball Pollyanna. Um, So they do they have screenshots of what was sent to her when they had to cancel and they said the call went something like this Will's our boy and feels uncomfortable with you booking Pollyanna. I told him I wasn't going back on my word with Polly but would not book her going forward. That wasn't an option. The option was unbook Polly or lose the venue. Mm. First show there. Uh, Polly, spell the name so I can make sure I can look at it so I can tell people. Pollyanna, P-O-L-L-Y. P-O-L-O. P-O-L-L-Y. A-N-N-A. Okay. And then they tweeted at her under that same thread and said apologies to her who despite fighting a one-sided, I guess battle is supposed to be, was always professional. And then they tweeted, they uh, tagged Bill Osprey and said, go fuck yourself and your half-assed apologies. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so, uh, what was it, uh, Pollyanna, the, uh, what was she? She wasn't the same wrestler that um, you know, what was it? That was a woman champion that got fired. No, I, can't, I don't. I gotta go check. No. Because I'm getting this. This is from a third party who's saying that mm. the venue, because it was the venue who contacted them. The people who owned that venue were friends with Will Ospreay. Gotcha. And they, he told them that he didn't want her working. 
mm-hmm. or they would and they would or they would pull the venue. And I'm just like, it's situations like that when you have somebody who has nothing to gain from the situation come out and say things like that that confirm to me that. Everybody, all these accusations and people saying, oh, well, these people, these women were just ring rats or um, they're just groupies and they're making this stuff up. Listen, I understand guilty unproven until proven innocent, but I've seen way too many situations where nobody believes the victim and then it comes out somehow that they were telling the truth. I've seen also seen situations where the victims um, come out and they were lying, like the Enzo situation. But more people are more inclined to give the benefit of the doubt to the man in the situation who is the accused than to give any support to the accuser. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you don't always have somebody who's a third party who is there to say, look, all of this might sound like BS, but we witnessed it. We had to change a car or lose a ven or lose the venue mm-hmm. because this person wanted to use their influence to not book someone mm-hmm. to essentially blackball someone. Because come on, we know that's not his only connection, and I'm sure other connections who still work with him won't come out and say anything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these men. And women, because there are, there have been women who were accused of things. They don't think that they're doing anything wrong. So when you confront them about it, they're just like, "Well, no. If you feel like you're entitled to something, what would make you stop, or what would make you come out and apologize besides trying to save your image?" Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you didn't, if you thought it was wrong, you wouldn't have done it in the first place. Because so many people are being accused by multiple people. Yeah. And you know, I, 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 the the mental health thing bothers me a lot of times. I think people use that excuse a lot of times. Some people do weaponize mental health. Yeah, and and I, I just I don't like that. And like I said, there there is that power that that these that these guys be using to just you know basically like look, I can basically get away with all this shit. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's it's really hurtful. And you know once again, it's not. People gotta understand when you don't have any kind of position of power. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm that's what we're experiencing now. When, you, when literally they have all the power in their hands, mm-hmm. it it's not that mm-hmm. easy to just go ahead and uh, speak out. It's not that easy. It's not that easy that I, it's like, oh, this man did this to me, and I I go do this, and then once again I'm out of a job. Or once again, that I'm blackballed from working anywhere else because it ain't about people don't care about right and wrong anymore. Mm-hmm. We just talked about the story today, you know, about the black cop who went and told the police department about the the, the stuff that was going bad in his department. And then he got, and then he got fired. fired. And then he did everything he could to get his job back, and they would not rehire him, and then he snapped. And the, the man ended up losing his life over that because he, he snapped. He went and killed some cops, and they came back and they, they tore his ass up. It ain't so. It ain't like okay, let me just step up, and then you know when, when they said I've been doing things right now, it's going to be right. It's not. Say, the That's same not thing could happen works. to these women out here. 
You know, see, it's, first of all, women's wrestling on the card, by the way, it just started getting good within the past uh, four years. So, you and every every uh, promotion don't have a strong women's division like WWE. AEW does not have that. Ring of Honor still don't even let their women perform on their main card. They are the women of honor. They the pre-show. Then you got uh, NWA. Now I don't watch NWA Power. I, I know it's the old school wrestling show. I have not watched too much NWA Power, but I don't know if they had women's matches on there or not. But you know, so I haven't seen too many women's matches on AEW on, on AEW Power. And it's just like these women out here are just trying to make a name for themselves. They're out here. They're trying to you know, make a career out of themselves. And then when these things happen, it's like to the point where I got to shut up. And then people blame, people want to have something to blame no matter what happens, whether they're wrong or not. And the unfortunate thing is, if these wrestlers, if these men are guilty of doing all this stuff, then fuck them all. Fuck them all. Fuck them all. The world got no place for all these for all this evil. People talk about peace, but they don't really want it. People talk about equality, but they don't really want it. And then when, when you know when they, when this shit comes up, it's like, look, everything has to go to trial. Everything has to do stuff like that. But I'm telling you, the way these things have been looking, it don't look good for certain amount of these, these people. And now, uh, organizations like WWE or AEW, they're f- they are putting out AEW is not, is not in, as in a worse situation that WWE is because Vince right now is already losing his whole roster. So they're pushing these, you know, these allegations on. It's like okay, if you if if, if they're guilty or if it keeps coming out like this, you can't keep you can't sweep the shit under the rug. That's what this crazy bullshit dark ass year has been. Everything that's happened. This year in particular has been to the point where you can't not, if you avoid it, you are part of the problem. I mean, yeah. I mean, but that's essentially what's been happening all this time. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. Where everything's been swept under the rug, somebody finally jumped on it and all the dust came out. Yeah. So, it's, I don't know, it's just really difficult because everybody is, is old due process. Yes. If the if the system ever worked like it was supposed to, mm-hmm. which we know it doesn't, you are owed due process, and we know that sometimes you can be found not guilty and still be guilty in the court of public opinion. Yeah. But the issue comes when it's like you have so many people coming out trying to disprove what's going on. Instead of saying, okay, well, we need to look into this. Y'all would rather spend time and energy and effort trying to disprove and discredit everything that these women have been saying because you don't want to believe that somebody you know or worked with or booked is a horrible person. Instead of having the same energy and saying, we should look into this. A lot of people who commit crimes like this know that it's very hard to prove after the fact. Mm-hmm. Once it happens, you can go in, it's your word against the victims and saying, say someone is raped and you say, you go to the hospital and say, I was raped or you go to the police and say, I was raped. They run, they do a rape kit. 
the person can come out and be like, it was consensual. Unless there's some, like, significant violence or damage, they could just be like, it was consensual. And it's going to be very hard to prove that it was not. And they know that. Mm-hmm. And it's trash. But see, a lot of the stuff, I've been seeing a lot of people coming out and saying domestic and emotional and verbal abuse. Which is sometimes a little easier to prove because you can you can record people. You if you have bruises like the the young woman did, you can go to the hospital and be photographed and all of that kind of stuff. But it's just like it's really difficult when you have people like a Jim Cornette talking about, Oh, somebody should tell these people who are making up all these allegations that if you wanna go back and screenshot something, you shouldn't uh use the picture that the the wrestler or the person just put up last week and somebody had to come in and be like could somebody tell him that's not how the internet works yeah seriously if I change my profile picture today and somebody goes back to my profile from 8 years ago it's Mm. still going to be my picture from today yes I'm like sir you would rather because he was already in some shit as it was uh-huh. Jim Cornette been saying stupid shit for the last two or three months. Jim Cornette been saying stupid shit for the past 20 years. I mean, you, I'm talking about uh, just this year. Uh-huh. People, he just keep coming up and up and up and up for stupid stuff. You know, and you just coming out and just spewing bullshit because you'd rather not believe anything that these women and men are saying than to say, maybe these people uh, are pieces of shit. It, look, I'll tell you this. If Jim Cornette, the whole, the whole Jim Cornette situation, the Carmella and Corey Graves situation. I it, didn't see the Carmella and Corey Graves situation. I saw somebody uh, said something about her, but I had no idea. Like, I'm looking up, and I'm still finding people in the, the wrestling group. Like, um, Legero. Uh-huh. He was accused of sexual harassment. Um, like, I'm just, I'm still finding folks. Like I said, more nations even come out as we talk about it. But the Jim Cornette thing, look. If what Jim Cornette and his wife, if they're into that kind of stuff that they're that they're saying, mm-hmm. that's them. However, if it's hurt or it's forced to that victim, then that's a problem. Yeah. If it's just because you know that actually like you know Jim Cornette gets off by having other people fuck his wife. Okay, so that's what. Okay, yeah. I've seen a couple jokes and I was like, I have no idea what that is. But he just keep coming out and talking about shit. And I'm like, bro, we nobody asked yeah. you. He's like Ja Rule. Yes. When Chappelle was like, somebody <laughs> called Ja Rule. We didn't ask you. Nobody called Jim Cornette and asked for this. Yeah, they did. Now, once again, you know, the person making no, no accusations. If the event or the victim like was like forced into doing that stuff with his wife, mm-hmm. then we have an issue. If there's some like cassette behavior... And they're like some weird stuff, like Tony ass, like women stepping on him. Hey, that's you. Yeah. You stay over there with that. That's you. You know what I'm saying? The same thing with Cornette. If that's what you and your wife like to do, that's you. However, but when you bring victims involved that uh, to say that they weren't, you know, all for the action or they felt forced, mm-hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, or power was against them or they were blackballed or blackmailed, whatever the case may be, then you have yourself a problem. Then you have then you have yourself a problem. The the uh, cause what uh, I was trying to look at this other thing that Jim Cornette said, 
because uh can somebody explain to me what the Corey Graves and Carmella thing so the Corey Graves and Carmella thing I, me personally I didn't bring it up because I felt as though I was like if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do uh allegedly I don't know the Corey Graves and Carmella thing was you know they like give it go to shouts Oh, how did that get wrapped up into all of this? I, I don't, I'm just saying, when people go start finding stuff like that, that's allegedly, I could be totally wrong about that, because like I said, it, it's all, you know, it's all speculation. It's all speculation about life, but if, first of all, if that's what they want to do. In their bedroom. In their, whatever the hell they doing. That's on, that's up to them. I don't know how that got wrapped. I, I would be insulted if I was them. <laughs> like, bro, what I do in the comfort of my bedroom is what I do. Exactly. Why y'all wrapping me up in all this bullshit is my problem. Yeah. Don't lump me in with this crazy shit that's going on right now. Uh-huh. That's and hilarious. That is really that funny. Is like hilarious. how did they get put here? They just got they just got wrapped up in a shitty week of wrestling. They did. It was, <laughs> I am reading here on pwmania.com. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it even has an article here. Why are Carmella and Corey Graves t- trending on Twitter? And then it says, W Smackdown Superstar Carmella is trending on social media today after fans misunderstood her comments and said she, uh, and said she enjoys golden showers with boyfriend Corey Graves. Damn. The incorrect rumors uh, stem from a recent discussion on Carmella and Graves' Bear With Us podcast. Their exchange went like this. Carmella, how do you feel if I had Pete in front of you? Graves, that one doesn't bother me so bad. Carmella... Have I ever peed in front of you? Graves, I think. Carmella, I have with a question mark. Graves, I think. Carmella, like maybe when we were out or something. Graves, yeah, you were just at the table and you decided to let it go. Carmella. What the fuck? Wait I'm a minute. This, this, this no, is no, a transaction. No, no, no. I understand what yeah. you're saying. It's just like, what? You was at the table. You decided yeah. to let it go. Carmella, Who no. Laughs. I mean, at a bar or something. Not like you were just brushing your teeth while I'm peeing. Yeah, I think it's probably happened. For some reason, that doesn't bother me. I might even be into it. Carmella, yum. Golden showers. Laughs. Graves, yikes. Yum. Um, wow. Hey, there, Graves says again, there's something to be said for theater of mind and letting people imagine what I could mean instead of explicitly being pointed out hey Carmella you know that's not my forte Graves no <laughs> you w- well in the obvious you've mastered it that was the exchange that they had it sounds like they was going back it was just banter between a boyfriend and a girlfriend and she was just like having uh, somebody over there Ooh, that joke would have went left never mind I'm not even saying <laughs> I'm just saying now, once again, how they get? I'm just like they they're, they're dating. Whatever yeah. they like to do when they're dating, that's on them. If there's no victims involved, or nobody's forced to doing it, or if if they're not, you you know, because I know I think I know what the joke Q flow is going for. If, it was, <laughs> if that's in that kind of situation, then we got a problem. But you know, uh, no, I honestly think that it was really a question like, have I went to the bathroom in front of you? Yeah. There are some people who are skeeved out by that. And there are some people who don't give a shit. Yeah. Okay. But, and and they took it, you know, and ran with it. Yeah. Y'all just be doing so much with the internet. It is. And like I said, if there's, any, if there's no victims involved in that, then hey. 
that's that's your business. But see, you get sidetracked to the with the business at hand is now I'm not saying us I'm saying everybody else yeah and that's why yeah. I was confused like what did they do because I didn't see any screenshots or anything like like everybody else or emails or whatever mm. so okay I'm thank you for explaining that I'm sorry I didn't mean to uh take us on a a side the sidetrack there but I was very confused about that one yeah uh but um yeah I was just sitting here just try, trying to read, read more of the 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 uh, dark sides of Jim Cornette and his wife swing because I think they're swingers I mean, okay. uh, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Swing all you want, sir. You know what I'm saying? If that's what they want to do. If that's what's going to keep you alive long enough to piss on uh, Vince Russo's grave, go have at it. Go nuts. But these other allegations are here. It's, it's a very serious thing. Uh, I'm really curious of how WWE's going to handle all this stuff. I'm also very curious about it. Because, they, like I said, they're having a shit week and I am very happy for women speaking up. I I'm also happy for men men speaking up and men yeah. who are defending the victims. We need more Lance Storms out here. You, you know what? I'm gonna say this right now. Okay. This year alone, okay, because first of all, this is not this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. Black people getting killed by the cops ain't nothing new. No. Women being abused no. by men ain't nothing new. But this year, I'm, I'm going to say, has been the most, uh, has been the year where I have seen, and I've only been alive for 32 years, okay? This has been the year where I have seen the most support by the other. Like, in other words, when, when you got black people getting killed by cops, you got white folks out there that is marching and supporting and trying to educate their white brothers and sisters on this thing. Mm-hmm. Like we gonna be with y'all until we get some legit change. You don't have twenty one straight days of protest, you know, for something that's gonna be disappearing in a week. Yeah. When you have men, because once again, when when people become the voice of the voice, that's why you can't avoid it. That's why you gotta speak out against these certain things because people, whether you like it or not, don't have a voice. They ain't yeah. about giving attention that they, they don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. And when you have men, if Landstorm wants to come out and Pete Dunn, by the way, who came out and uh, you know, said something about, you know, David Starr and he said He been about it. He said something last time somebody was accused. Pete Dunn has also sold Black Lives Matter shirts for Yeah. So when you have an ally that can speak out for you, that's how these movements gain power. Unfortunately, because sometimes you may feel as though that us as black people should just be able to fight for ourselves and get what we want, correct? Or just that, shut up and be quiet. Yeah, or that's what a lot of folks would like. Exactly. Or y'all as women should be able to just come out, get what y'all want. You know what I'm saying and stuff like that. But still, you gotta have a you know when you have these allies in the fight that don't mind status, that don't mind coming out and speaking up for them. Because they have no voice, because everybody's voice is trying to be, you know, pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. Blackball or whatever the conspiracy is, when you have when you have the ally, like I, I, I'm proud, you know, what I'm saying, or I'm very happy that Lancaster would do that because he, he, he seems like that kind of guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, the is a Twitter 
um, page nwalegends.com yeah. says, I'm sick of reading about these speaking out pieces. I'm sure some are legit, and I feel bad for those folks. But a lot I've read mention hotel rooms and bathrooms. Not blaming all victims, but geez, if you ended up alone with a guy in a bathroom or a hotel, you were a rat. Now, that is somebody who would think it's nothing wrong with just because this woman came to my hotel room or came to the bathroom with me that I guess they consider that consent. So if she says stop or no, then you don't see anything wrong with just going. Okay. It's not my fault your shitty parents didn't teach you about consent. So... Lorraine Storm was like, sorry, but a big fuck you on this one. I don't care if someone is a quote-unquote rat passed out naked on a bathroom floor. Rape is rape. And fuck anyone who even tries to say or think otherwise. We'll never be working for you again. Mm-hmm. So, and that's... To me, that's what you... You need somebody to check people. Check, when check your they, peers. I have seen this all over the place where they're like, how is it that I... A woman was holding up a sign and said, how is it that I know a bunch of women who have been raped, but no men seem to know rapists? Mm. Mm. Sit with that. Why do I know? Me, personally, I know several women who have been sexually assaulted, but I don't know any men who go and check and I'm not saying, y'all, I don't know y'all in y'all everyday life, mm. but I don't, I don't never talk to men who have checked their male counterparts and been like, bro, that's not, don't, she's drunk or she's not of sound mind. You should probably leave her alone. And I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I know it does. But I'm just saying, me personally, I've never witnessed it happen. Thank God I don't hang out with shitty people. So we've never had that incident. Uh, yeah, that's a fact. But like that. Somehow, my thing with that is, like, I'm with you, though. But my only thing with that is, like, we don't, I mean, people don't say nothing. Or we don't, we don't witness it. Like, if somebody was to tell me, now, nah, I'm not, I'm just using my man as an example. If, if Swag was to go out and do something, and I don't know about it, why would I be in trouble for, like, you, you hanging out with a rapist? How would I know? No, 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 that, not in that, I mean, in the sense that there are people who do have conversations and talk about that kind of shit casually. Like yeah. there are people, oh, yeah. like and then like like oh, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Not ahead, like sorry. oh you didn't know when you, so you did. Why how are you hanging out with him? Why are you associating with him? That I'm not talking about instances like that. If you know, you're saying you, like if if we talking like yo dog, this girl was drunk, but you know what man? Sometimes they don't know what they be talking. I'm talking about no, she don't know what she's talking about. She's drunk. Like if it's something like that, that kind of that kind of thing. Uh, okay, that's yeah, that's a, what you. Oh yeah, well, that's yeah, a nah, different that's situation. A Somebody doing trash sit. stuff and you don't know, usually they don't tell you because they know they're doing trash stuff. But if some, right. there are people, plenty of uh, men and women who will, in casual conversation, just be like, yeah, because I was like, I heard she said no, but I mean, everything else was saying yeah, like they do wild shit. And some, or people who are, who put their own implications on other folks. Like I've read a story where somebody was saying, their boss was upset about a girl's LinkedIn profile picture. And she was like, I looked at, the, it was a guy. He's like, I looked at the picture and it was nothing wrong with it. She, It was a regular headshot. She had on a blazer and a, and a shirt and she was just smiling. And he was like, why would she, why would she be looking like that? And he's like, looking like what? And he was like, look at her. 
he's like, I don't understand what you're saying. He was like, she, like, she's standing there being attractive, and I'm supposed to not be turned on by that? And he was like, so you're upset with this girl because she dares to be pretty, and you, and you are aroused by that? So there's something wrong with her. And dude felt like an idiot, and just like walked off. But that's the problem. There are situations like that that happen where it's like, bruh, this is a woman. He don't he don't know. He's just looking at a LinkedIn profile. This is a professional website. You're just looking at somebody's pro you sir, you you probably have done some things to some women and don't see nothing wrong with it. Those are the situations I'm talking about. I'm it's just like it's so it's so difficult with situations like this because people who I know who have been assaulted don't say anything or don't say anything for years because they don't think people will believe them or they somehow feel like it's their fault because they've been made to feel like you have to do something to be put in that situation and that's victim blaming Mm. oh yeah I don't care if I walked with you back to your hotel room door and then said, I, can, I can't do this. I'm sorry. I, I thought I could do this and I can't. And I turned to walk away. Now, if you stop me or force me to do something after I've said uh, I can't do this, yep. that's rape. But y'all don't see nothing wrong that when you walked all the way up here with me, why would you do, why would you tempt me like this? Like, I just... Like, they entitled to the kitty. Like That's the problem. A lot of... Almost all of these cases, people feel entitled to something. Mm-hmm. And they feel like because they're not getting it, it's the other people around them's problem. I just, it's it's a lot. I I'm just, I didn't want to go on, on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'm glad for people like Lance Storm. Mm-hmm. Who, will, who will come in and be like, bro, fuck you. All right. Yes, we know some of these accusations could very well be bullshit. But I'm not going to negate every single one because somebody is trying to use this for clout. There are plenty of women who go through this shit in silence. And and I'm going to say this just like I said with the whole battle rap thing. If I'm wrong, I will will apologize. But for now, in the meantime, y'all all fools. Mm-hmm. The the men, not the women. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, and there are men victims too because we ain't even really get into the meat and potatoes of what's going on with Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. He has just been. He has just been like in and out because it seems like more victims seem to pop up as soon as one says something, the other ones feel comfortable enough to say look this happened to me too uh and i have proof and the thing with him is unless these like people fabricate stuff Mm. but unless people are going in and making up screenshots and emails and everything these people have proved like you're not you're you're not even being discreet about it you you're doing this on twitter accounts and instagram accounts where people can easily screenshot what you've said Mhm. And like one the the guy who was accusing him I think his name was Josh Fuller mm-hmm. and he was he was saying that he pulled up an old tweet of his that never got deleted. Um 
allegedly, I'll say allegedly, because mm-hmm. all of this is still allegedly. Yeah. Where he just put the the tweet just said Josh Fuller call me back. And this was years ago. This kid is young. Mm. So I'm just like, bruh, what the fuck is going on? Like, it's all kinds of stuff. Somebody can see. And the thing is, you can fabricate all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because um, somebody was saying, Edge wrote in his book that JBL used to do wild shit backstage, which we know is true yeah. from his own admission and his friend's admissions. But I don't know what he, if what he said, uh, if what this tweet says or a screenshot says is true. It's just... I want to find the um, like the story because we don't have to go through the whole thing, but mm. I kind of want to get a sense of what is going on because more people came out mm-hmm. about Velveteen Dream. But you can go ahead. I'm trying to search for that. I'm saying, well, you try to search for grooming. I want to, you know, when you find it, let me know, and then I, I we can go back to it. But the, the end of this segment, Pete Power tweet, and this is real. I urge people to use whatever platform they have to show support. Yes. Cynical tweets assuming there will be silence if it's someone part of the same brand is just a waste. And I take that and I believe everything he says. Look, we all have certain people have a bigger platform than others. I'm not a I'm not a top basketball player, I'm not a professional wrestler, I'm not a movie star, entertainer, I'm not a rapper. However, I'm a podcaster. Mm. I am a YouTuber. Qflow on there is a is, is you know he does hip hop. He's on Twitch. Even Prata has podcasts. You have podcasts. We have platforms, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. What, no matter how big the platform is or not, there's a platform, and no matter how small the audience is or how big the audience is, addressing the situation. To this audience that listens to us, that there may be somebody that listens to us that has been scared this whole time, or that may listen to us, or no matter what platform we use to get the power to be like, you know what? If they got the heart to mention something, then I got the heart to say something too, because that's what Peter is talking about. When you stay, when you have a platform, easily, easily. There are people that are sexes and races that, that like you, and when you step step out of your realm and say something that they don't like, they get all up in their feelings and they're gonna leave. Why don't you just give and them guess the ball? what? Just talk about hip hop. Peace out. Deuce. Gotta pluck the weeds, man. To you know, to have the lawn in the back. Got to do it. Them weeds don't stay there. When you don't say nothing, when you don't speak out, this is how all this stuff happens. And then you get all the abuse. And then, and then that group of people, I'm never going to understand what a woman feels. It's like a white person's never going to understand what we feel. But when you don't say nothing, and it's like, okay, when we just let this blow over, they don't have to deal with the problem no more. But we do. We gotta go home heartbroken. We gotta go home deal with the deal with the shit. We gotta try to figure out our mental health to try to get past this. Same thing with women. We going about our daily fucking life and ain't gotta worry about shit. But y'all do. I mean, it's uh, it's 
it's difficult yeah. and people will tell you that you're overreacting and you just got to swallow it and be like I'd rather overreact than be, and be safe. No, so I rather you know say so I if y'all can the platforms y'all have out there even Swag doing Black Lives Matter uh streams mm-hmm. to raise money. It's a platform, it's a platform. to use what you can and I'm so happy to know that we raised over three hundred fifty dollars. That three hundred fifty dollars is gonna go hopefully, you know, somewhere important to help the movie. I I mean, of course, it's like seeing a donating a million. And it, there's gonna be more people that's gonna be in support of this because they they need people with platforms to come speak for them because they how else they gonna listen? Yeah. I mean, so, this has been an interesting week in wrestling. It is. Oh, I and, don't know if you... Because um, uh, another one of the stories that came out in the midst of this was yeah. the whole thing that Edge wrote in his book about JBL. Did you uh, ever hear about that? No, I didn't. JBL mm. used to go into the showers with guy, new guys and soak them up. That's what he said. And if they complained about being touched, he would label them as prima donnas to weed out the new guys. Who were, I guess, sensitive. Oh, wow. And I'm like, bro, that is straight up and down sexual harassment. Yeah, it is. Like, JB Ho's a trash person. Like, I, <laughs> everything I hear about this guy is horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And speaking of the, can't catch a break, WWE still can't catch a break this, this week because we are still, which people f- forget that we are, still part of a pandemic. Yes, people seem to just skirt by that. So, there was, this past week, there was a developmental superstar, there's no names, so I'm not going to give out no names, and it's personal anyway, that um, was tested positive for COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It was, um, they didn't name the person, but it was a, it was one of the talents who was in the crowd during the next week. Yeah. So, they didn't name the person, but they were tested positive. So, with that being said now, is that now WWE had to shut down tapings for, the, for on Tuesday for their SmackDown and their NXT, and they all had to get tested. All of them. Because you don't know who's interacting with this person in the backstage or whatever the case may be. Because the same thing <coughs> that happened to one of our friends' uh, job, yeah. uh, Quattro, where somebody tested positive at his job, they all had to get tested. Oh, was that why? I said, well, they're opening back up, and they have to do that also. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they got to make sure. So, reportedly, Kevin Owens pulled out of WWE Raw because feeling of the unsafe work environment at the Performance Center. I don't blame him. I don't blame him either because, honestly, testing people don't do nothing unless these are instantaneous tests. Uh-huh. You tested people one day and then told them to come back to work the next day. How much sense does that make? Yeah. I, so if somebody is positive in the crowd, somebody is say asymptomatic, and they're carrying it, so you just let them all go back into being in the same enclosed space? Mm-hmm. I, I'm lost. That doesn't make any sense. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. So we don't know. Because right now, they're keeping it secret. Because, you know, obviously, social media is, is, is hell on the other side of things. You're talking about who got it? Yeah. Well, they're not supposed to disclose yeah. that anyway. Exactly. I'm saying so. Uh, 
but we, we don't know how many more how many more got it. Mm-hmm. See, people all could be tested and be like, "Whoa, you asymptomatic? You have it? You have it? You have it? You show no symptoms, but you but you might have it." And uh, I can understand Kevin Owens uh, wanting to you know one he has kids, he has a son, mm-hmm. and he wants to make sure you know he wants to keep his family safe and himself safe too. Just because you're an athlete, you know, see, doesn't mean that the virus won't kick your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you, and you never know how your body's going to react to this thing. And then uh, they didn't stop from leaving because I said, reporting is that um, they are allowed to leave if they feel uncomfortable. And Owens was the one that felt uncomfortable. So this is another superstar that's down for WWE. Yeah. And it it is, um, it sucks because, I, you know, because first of all, this is all of Vince's thing, you know, cracking down around him. Because Vince McMahon believes in his mind that the world cannot live without WWE. I think he also just believes that the world revolves around McMahon. <laughs> to the point where they got Florida to, you know, call WWE an essential business. Well, you got a lot of the workers who already knew that was bullshit from day one. Mm-hmm. And Vince wants to keep doing his life. He didn't, like, AEW, they take a bunch of things. Uh, and see, the, the, the easy thing with AEW is they, they got one show. One show. So, if say, if there's five to eight hours, like, a, okay, a regular work day at AEW, right? Mm-hmm. A regular work day is nine to five, it's eight hours, right? Mm-hmm. That's eight episodes. That's eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Because, oh well, I I will say it's probably about six and a six because they're two hour episodes or, or an hour and a half because of commercials. Yeah. So I'm saying, but still, you you got, you got about six weeks done of taping taping in advance to the point where you can actually have a two week break while people are home. And to see if anybody is going is going to be sick or not, and then come back again in another couple of weeks for another set of tapings. WWE, on the other hand, has Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Two Hundred Five Live, Main Event, all this content that they it's so hard to record for five different shows. Why are we doing all of these all this content for shows that don't even come on the networks? They do come on. That's the thing. They do all come on network. The not not WWE Network. I'm talking about television networks. Why are we doing main event content? Why are we doing 205 Live content? I thought I y'all killed that brand. I don't even know why they're doing 205 Live content. I don't even know why. I don't, I don't understand. They're still doing 205 Live content. And even though they had the plexiglass up, but, you, but even if you look at how AEW sets things up, mm-hmm. the reason why they don't plexiglass because everybody is social distancing in the crowd. It's like one superstar or two superstars per row. Okay, and one day they got seats to sit down at. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm like, when you have these kind of working conditions, what do you expect going to be happening? Yeah. What do you expect is going to happen? And that is just complete naive on Vince's part. And once again, and now you, you, you're not losing wrestlers. You're not saying, well, this developmental guy's down, this developmental guy's going down. You lost Roman. 
You lost Kevin Owens. You lost Becky Lynch. Oh, yeah, because she's pregnant. Yeah. And honestly, if you want to keep Seth and Becky, I don't, unless Seth well, has got his own place to stay. Well, Seth is going to be leaving pretty soon, too. I think Seth's leaving after SummerSlam, I think. Because he's a she's a high-risk person. Why would he want to risk his fiance and his unborn child's life because y'all insist on making people work despite the fact that you have a confirmed positive COVID test? Right. Exactly. So, we, like I said, we don't know the person is, but, 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 but Kevin Owens ha- ha- is going home. And, oh, Sami Zayn also. Yeah, he's injured. He, he, he was injured. But Sami Zayn also felt kind of was in work conditions also. I think they're going to... If it, if somebody else is on the, the chopping block, Sammy may, Sammy Zayn might be it. I, I I don't know because Mojo Riley still has a job. Listen, Lana. Mm. Lana still has a job, okay? Someone please explain that shit to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm coming back. Listen. But... They about to get divorced. It's all right. I, <laughs> I saw... Um, I saw... Uh, like a little blurb, and it said, according to Fightful, after a couple of tapings where the conditions were so wonderful, many who have attended recent tapings, WWE had spoke of improved situations as of late. Between segments, air conditioning in the tents, and even chairs have been bought in for the talent. So you mean to tell me you had them standing up there with no chairs and no air? Okay. Fightful has heard that more that the more recent sets have been easier to work WWE has also bought in food trucks and added coolers for energy drinks. One of the catering shops actually told a person in attendance <coughs> if WWE didn't use them so often throughout this process that they would have had to furlough some of their employees. This is my... This is my what? Well, first of all, Flo, let me get your thoughts on the Kevin Owens thing before I do this little mini rant. I think it's smart. Uh, <clears throat> he got kids. Shout out to Heath Slater. Um, <laughs> he got kids, man. He don't need to be bringing that home. He don't. Because, he mm, my bad, I'm eating. It looks uh, good. But I'm no, because uh, if, um, if he got sick and then he had to bring that home, that's high risk. So, nip it in the bud. I'll come back when, when we all clean again, man. I agree. But you, know, you know what my biggest thing is? They talk about air conditioning. They talk about chairs. Talk about food trucks and energy drinks. Correct. Mm-hmm. WWE had this the whole time. That's my problem with a lot of this. WWE. If anybody, anybody, even before they, they, they let go of all these people, if anybody was going to survive the coronavirus, it's WWE. Yes, I mean everybody's bleeding right now. Yeah. From from the virus, but. This is not something that you. This is a, these are small gestures, okay? They didn't say they had craft services in the back. It said they had food trucks and energy drinks. So, you mean to tell me hey, you can take a good taco truck, man? Don't, don't you couldn't call a food truck and have a, some some uh t- coolers with ice and drinks this whole time? You couldn't have them in chairs. This whole time. I just, and you know, honestly, I think one of the reasons why they might have done that is they uh, allegedly, I don't know, I got to find the article about it. Allegedly, they quietly started bringing outside people back into, like, mm. as the audience. Yeah. But they had to sign a waiver saying that WWE couldn't be held responsible if they got um, COVID. 
but it's not gonna look good if you you sneaking these folks in um to do taping because apparently it's like friends of wrestlers and local people and stuff like that so you bring these people it's not exactly sneaking if we know about it you know well listen Mm. they're trying to be like kind of chill about it like they're not advertising that they have crowd at their shows even though apparently the rumor is that Vince wants a crowd for SummerSlam sir stop bruh so they probably like look we had them sign this waiver about COVID but ain't nothing saying that they won't go back and tell um tell Mm. the outside world that they were at this taping and the conditions for the taping were a mess yeah yeah you right you're not paying these people. You're paying the wrestlers, yes. And they, and I've seen people like, well, this is part of their job. They should be happy because they have their drip. Hush, okay? So when you go to work and complain about you not getting paid enough and being overworked and underpaid, so somebody should come up to you and be like, shut up, be happy you got a job? Shut up. Thumb thugs get on my nerves. Y'all be pounding hard on your little keyboard on your phone. But don't want to keep the same energy when you in somebody's face because I dare you to tell any of those wrestlers be like well you should be happy that you even have a job it's just like I go upside your head upside your head I'll just throw you in a ring and let you yeah, take that bump yeah yeah, no thank you and you know all, all that says ludicrous to me they had if they wanted to Vince McMahon could have been like you know what I want to continue being in business but this is what how I want to do it I'm going to try to make it the safest work environment I can. Mm-hmm. That plexiglass could have went up months ago. Them, they could have had that town up there months ago with them chairs. If if anybody wants to talk about competition don't matter, that's bullshit. Because when AEW started doing it, then they wanted to do it. They started doing it, and they they, they try to add on to what AEW does. Because and then now with AEW, it's like okay, Vince, you got your performance center. They got Tony Khan, who got the whole Jaguar stadium that they use it. Mm-hmm. And look, he did that. He shot himself in the foot with it. Uh-huh. Just like we've been talking about, people who uh, do not like other people. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't want people trying to spin this. Will eventually shoot themselves in the foot because their hatred is so much. I'm not saying that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. What's happening here is you were so desperate to say that wrestling was an essential business so that you could keep going. You just allow your competition to have open, like it's open season. They have a stadium in Florida. Like what? Mm-hmm. Dummy. I Like I don't understand. They have all the opportunity in the world to do things their way and make, honestly, make y'all look stupid. No, I'm not like some super AEW fan or anything because there are people who defend any and everything they do. I'm not mm. saying they they haven't done anything wrong, but in this case, between where the talent is the audience and how they have handled the talent being the audience, they went out on this one. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I just don't understand. And if the, those conditions are so bad, first of all, why would? First of all, I can't be told what to cheer. And what what the boo? Why are we I, doing? I, why is it scripted? That, Everything doesn't have to, to be, be scripted. scripted. It, it, it we can't even really hear them. Yeah, but we can hear when it sounds manufactured. Well, uh, I would say yeah, because first, first of all, one, it, if if I'm there, raw is three hours. Mm-hmm. Then 
there's a two-hour SmackDown. Then there's a two-hour NXT. Then there's an hour 205 Live, and then there's an hour main event. Calculate all that up. Three, five, seven, eight, nine hours of wrestling content. That's a lot. And they record that all in one day? No, they break it up in three days. Okay. That's still but, a lot. I want to stand on my feet and... And, and I got to stand on my feet if you got, if you got no air conditioning, you got no damn industrial fans going at the top. And then you got... You have the money for all this. It'd be different. They're not NWA power that they had to stop their YouTube production because they they can't go on with the coronavirus. Oh, excuse me. You know say New Japan just came back. And I'm not saying New Japan don't got the money, but they were bad over in Asia, the continent of Asia, mm-hmm. when it came to the when it came to COVID. WWE has the money they need to and has the resources to actually, if they want to, have every employee or independent contractor wrestler mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. And when you don't... I'm not don't, saying build cubes for everybody. I'm just saying, exactly. but, come on. but when you don't have these kind of working conditions, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you leave. Mm-hmm. People going to leave. And I have no pro I have no problem with people leaving. Leave. I would do this I would do this first of all. I wouldn't even been there that long, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think uh, I probably would have been like, No, this is this ain't it, Chief, a while ago. And if I don't feel safe because if you're not trying to keep me safe because all you care about is one, it's asinine to me. I mean, honestly it's probably not that new to them though. They probably are well aware that this was what was going to happen, but they're these are these are not Kevin Owens mm. and Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. They are much more disposable mm-hmm. than the other three I just named. So what are they going to do? They're going to do what they're told. Yeah. Oh, you know, try to get that spot. So I I I I support Kevin Owens on this. So look, we got all this about the way. We got the, the 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 whole dark side of WWE and wrestling out the way because I'm pretty sure the speaking now gonna be on like season three of Dark Side of the Ring. Now I'm saying so. Somebody said somebody had that Spice Adams meme it was like Dark Side of the Ring producers right now where he's rubbing his hands behind the tree I'm like yeah <laughs> they are, they are eating this up. So now we're going to get into some of our wrestling talk here and honestly we have three topics that focus on one man. And that one man is The Undertaker. You know, I was just reading uh, an article about him. Yes. The Undertaker. The yeah. Undertaker. It Power. was confirmed today by him. Now, once again, uh, later on after I watch it, there will be a review of Part 5 of The, the Last, Last Ride. But in the meantime, there's two things that we are going to talk about. Number one, The Undertaker said... He is retiring. Well, we'll see. He said he's not getting in the ring anymore. Yeah, he's retired from in-ring action. The match you seen with him and AJ Styles was the last match. So somewhere, I believe we want to see somewhere in that WrestleMania thirty-three video, the thirty-three video with that black guy, like with all that crying, he's somewhere doing the same thing again. If it if it if it still means eighty ten, if y'all haven't seen it, y'all had to check it out. Um, so wow, this is news that just came out today. And look, once again, I 
we have seen all of the last I, I have seen a very great documentary and he said there's been some eye opening to him and he was just saying that look Father Time was undefeated and he, he is physically breaking down and The Undertaker had an awesome cinematic match with AJ Styles at Wrestlemania this year and it was great the Boneyard match was great and if that's what he ends out on I have no problem with that. As he rises off to the sunset, I have no problem with that. I just, you know, his his, his in-ring career. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading this so we can mention this. Go ahead. Yeah. His, in, his in-ring career said by him is over. What people need to understand, though, is he did sign a 15-year contract with WWE. Now, granted, that 15-year contract, I mean, it's going to be there until he about seven years old, so that thing ain't going nowhere. But people got to understand, those is for the rights of T-shirts, video games, all kinds of media, fan access, all the kind of stuff that they, that they need him to be at. Hell, even Comic-Cons. When WWE sends out people to go to these different Comic-Cons, stuff like that, mm-hmm. Undertaker could be a legit part of that list now. So that's I don't what, know if he would do it, but reading these comments, I don't know if he would. Okay. I, they know every interview I've seen ever since this documentary, so I'm pretty sure he'll do it. Yeah, but I said he was trying to do Starcast, but then they had him and Vincent that falling out when he was trying to go with Starcast to with Kurt Angle, but he mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, and he had signed a contract, so he felt he was out, he can go wherever he wanted to. So, uh, I, I want y'all initial take, instead of everybody just saying, I believe it when I see it. If, I, I want to try. I want you to try to take Undertaker at his word here. Okay. Because he didn't have, like I said, when he retired Roman Reigns, he had a shit match. Oh. When the streak was over, he had a shit match. It was a very bad match. Okay. At Saudi Arabia with Goldberg, he had a shit match. With DX, he had a shit match. Okay. But when he finally had that one-on-one contest that was like, this this could be it. Let's just take the Boneyard match for what it was. And it was great for what it was. It was overall positive idea of what, what, what people wanted in the matchup. So the question is, how do y'all feel about it? So since you know, uh, Q Flow, Young Ticket retiring. Yes, sir. Your thoughts? Um, long time coming. Um, I'm glad this is the match he chose to go out on because we know he was supposed to go out after he left his stuff in the ring. Yeah, which well, we watched live. Right. But I did enjoy the Boneyard match. And I liked the way, you know, even though it killed my point. Uh, <laughs> um, I did enjoy the Boneyard match. And the way he left out riding into the moonlight, that was a good way to pack it up. So, I mean, this is Undertaker we're talking about. Like, living legend. I finally got to see him in person. Got to see the entrance in person before he retired. Thank goodness. Um, yeah, man, uh, but, you know, it is WWE, and if there's one thing, apparently, all those wrestlers like, it's that Saudi blood money, so, uh, I believe it when I see it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because Shawn Michaels did come back. I don't know what you're talking about. Prime time? Yeah, that, I have no memory of that. <laughs> Your thoughts, Prime? Uh, ah, he's a legend. I mean, should have been retired, but we can't judge him. But 
I'm pretty sure he's gonna be on everybody's Mount Rushmore, if not already on their Mount Rushmore. So. Well, he's not on mine, but I mean, yeah. Well, he's not on mine know. either yet, but you know, yeah. I said most people's. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he retired, liberty, all right. But. Yeah, if he retired twenty and zero, maybe. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> but um, Undertaker is a character like you know, I've watched Undertaker for years, decades, I should say, and he's had a almost thirty year career. I thought honestly that we would get the news that he wants his final match at Survivor Series. He came in at 1990 Survivor Series, go out in 2020 at Survivor Series. That's a 30-year career. 30-year career. It is. That's, I mean, I figured, to I, I, I figured that that's what he would go out on. Anybody I mean, look. we could still get a get a surprise. SmackDown versus Raw Undertaker, a surprise. I mean, but, never yeah, but, so, but, but once again, even with that... <clears throat> It, it it we we don't need no surprises. We don't need no last minute things. If he wants to go out and retire, he it has to be booked in advance, and it has to be the opponent he wants to go out on. And it has because if it goes bad, he wants to redeem himself. He yeah, just can't. They tried to that. do that too uh, with Bray Wyatt. Remember, it was like his twenty fifth. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, it's it just sucks because. It's like okay, if I feel a little better, then I could probably come do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Do this, do this. But seriously, in my personal heart of watching this documentary, if the Roman Reigns match was a four or five star match, mm-hmm. oh, I think Undertaker would have left it right there. I would think he would have, because if you look back at that match was shit. Okay, that match was bad. <laughs> that was the main event, and he it was unfortunate that he did Roman that way, but that's what it was. So, him going out, technically, the main event of night one at WrestleMania, and him and AJ Styles had the best match on the card, I really believe that that is the way he probably feels, though, that he should go out. Because he did want to match AJ Styles, but I'm just like, knowing them in an actual ring in the crowd, I mean, AJ going to work circles around him, okay? You know what I'm saying? To the point where... I'm not going to, the AJ match I got, like the excellent AJ match of the year candidate match I got with Daniel Bryan last week on SmackDown, I'm not getting that with The Undertaker at all. He's not hitting a style special with The Undertaker. He's not doing it. Okay. I would love to, but he's not He's not doing it. That style slash banana forearm combo. So he should take that AJ match for what it is and, and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. So... You know, thirty years ain't nothing to scoff at at all. No, I am. I, I I'm very happy that he's going to retire because, like I said, I was wondering why take apart five so long. But I, I really feel that he feels those bodies beat up. If Michelle can keep him in a place that that's just like, hey, stay here, be a family man. But because you, you, because it, it's a it's an addiction, and he has a, just like anything else. But also, I think what what needs to happen is. The Undertaker. Yeah, well, yeah, but here's the thing. I think if the Undertaker has something to do, it could take his mind off the wrestling. Because see, he has been a character all his career that's all invested in wrestling. But I mean, 
that's that's a problem with a lot of athletes. They be out here just doing whatever because they don't know what to do. Look at Shaq. My man actually trying to acquire Papa John's. He don't know what to do with himself post retirement. <laughs> no, you know what? Look, look. Even though Prime didn't like this show, Shaq life. Oh God! Shaq really got control. Oh like, my God! Yo, Shaq. Yeah, it was really only. It was only about him and how rich he is. Literally, that, that was what the show was about. Honest. That's an honest to God description. The, <laughs> the, the show was showing Shaq's being raised with discipline and trying to raise these kids that he got. This and show sound it, it from the I episodes I saw. Yeah. It did very much look like I'm a rich man. Look at my rich man hobbies. That is what it. <laughs> I bought I bought Papa John's. I'm going on vacation because I'm upset. Look, look, peep this. The Papa John's thing. I can see what Shaq's doing. Shaq is trying to turn that that, that thing. Out. He wants to be the face of everything at Papa John's because of, of the racist thing that happened with Papa John's. No, I understand. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I was just using yeah. that as an example because. That is just one of the many things that Shaq has done since he retired. Yeah, but, He's just but, been doing a lot of stuff. But look, if you look at wrestling, if you give him something to do, the, Stone Cold, when he retired, he started getting into acting. Mm-hmm. And then Stone Cold, now he wasn't on the, the level of The Rock, but I'm saying but Stone Nobody Cold was. had some movies that he was in and some blockbusters that came out of movies that he was in. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and after that, Stone Cold got into, into podcasting, you know, Trying to figure out how this damn thing worked uh, called the internet. So he did it. He got into podcasting. And then Stone Cold. What'd you say? Yeah, why don't take a podcast? Oh, that's crazy. I don't think he would. Shawn Michaels went down there and started helping out the kids. Don't forget Stone Cold. Stone Cold got that TV show, too. Exactly. Hell yeah. Oh, Jesus. Because, you know, The Rock got like three, but uh, the regular TV shows by itself. Uh, Shawn Michaels went and started helping the kids out of NXT. You know, start doing when you f- have something you to have do. Something to do. And then these other old wrestlers, I say, hey man, look, I don't mind getting out and making an appearance here, appearance there, and, and doing that kind of stuff. You got to have something to do. And when you're the Undertaker, you got to understand you've been in the shadows your whole wrestling career because of your character. And he's old school; he never broke the character. But now, Undertaker is just getting used to breaking his character to the point where I think that's all he knows. That's he really, might, uh, huh? I can I see him doing like a character development class in NXT or something. I Listen, I think this is a good time to bring in this article I was just reading. Okay. So, I was reading the article and mm. I think it, did it, don't tell huh. me it disappeared. Why would I, why would I <laughs> ever do this while we in the middle, I'm in the middle of trying to explain. I, I don't know. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I need you to speak up, though. <laughs> so I think what okay, thank you. What he came out and said that he thinks that he doesn't like the fact that this era is so focused on break is let, letting them break their character. And I'm just kind of like, I mean, I feel like that statement right there, kind of. Brings us back around to this is probably a good time for you to retire then. Mm-hmm. Because I understand being old school and things like that, but that is not just that's just not the way the world works now. Okay. Some 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 of these characters I mean, some of these folks do need to protect their characters sometimes. You know, they mm-hmm. do need to protect their character and work on it, but 
it kind of sounds it sounds he says it's such a huge disconnect for him it sounds like he's disconnected from what is going what really is happens in mm. just the world now like he doesn't understand it he is essentially an old man <laughs> in a new game so he says this is his quotes from an interview says, I think it might have been Triple H using the analogy, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. I think due to the amount of, one, the amount of content. That's a Triple H thing to say, but go ahead. (laughs) And then couple that with the amount of social media that our talent does, it's just hard for me to see guys on TV trying to be one thing, and then they're on their personal social media pages, and they're something completely different. It's such a huge disconnect for me. Obviously, I'm not saying that the way I did things was absolutely the right way to do it. It was just the right way right way to do it for me. So then he says that they should concentrate more on their in-ring work. He said, this is just my thoughts, but there's more of an emphasis on the talents putting on their social media than they are in their characters or whatever they're trying to do on TV. I think they should pump the brakes a little bit on the outside stuff and figure out what it is that they are what it is they are and what they are going to do on TV because really that's what people are watching. Okay? And then he says they don't need to... He says being... in The article says being the old school person he is, Taker feels it's weird that people want to know everything. It is weird that people want to know everything. Undertaker believes that there should be uh, a sense of mystery around surrounding the superstars so that people will stay engaged. He says they don't need to get everything. There's there needs to be a sense of mystery, some mystique, some kind of something that's not given. And I'm not going to lie to you. The last part I understand I agree with. But this is not the old days where working on your character is essentially a heightened version of your personality. Mm-hmm. That people did not know because there was no social media. You got people getting these shit gimmicks that it's just like this is what you're gonna do and like okay and then okay play it up to the best of your ability but this is what you got this box amplify this box Uh but I also think it's like it's not necessarily true that that's what people are watching I think that especially the old school wrestlers don't necessarily understand the demographic has shifted at this point If the largest group of people that are watching your wrestling are most engaged in social media, that's where you need to be. I'm not going to say don't work on your anger and character. A lot of people do really need to work on it. Even if it is just what they're given, you need to learn how to work with that. But there are a lot of folks who, if you don't have social media, they really don't care to get into you. Whether it is a social media that upkeep like that just upkeeps your character or your personal social media. Even now in days like just in regular life, people will look at you strange if you have no social media. Like they feel like you have something to hide, which is not right cuz some people really just want to keep their personal life private and that's their right. But if you do choose to engage in social media, people want to engage with you. That's the point of the same same reason why I created an Instagram so I could watch DJ sets. You feel like you're getting to know this person a little bit more because you are essentially in a virtual room with them kind of kind of deal. And I I mean I did it cuz I like music, not cuz I I care about being in a room with celebrities, but some people really do care about being in a chat with celebrities. And it's just like you know 
uh, sometimes you want to be like they people just like us. In in this country where we really idolize, like mm. not us personally, obviously, but celebrities are put on such a pedestal, so people really feel like they are grander than they are sometimes. Mm. So when they get brought back down to like reg, I'm a regular person. Then it's like, oh, this is kind of cool because I can relate to them. It's it's a bit disconnected to just say, well, what that's what pe- people are watching what's on TV. People are not watching what's on TV. Mm-hmm. If people were watching what's just what's on TV, we wouldn't be having the movements we having right now. You're right. I also think it's kind of dangerous. Dangerous what? You know, when it comes to the character and being so invested to the character. Yeah. And what I mean by that is... Because then you get slapped like John Stubbs. <laughs> get slapped backwards and forwards. Listen, he slapped the fuck out of John Stubbs. It's like this. In 2020, <laughs> Goldust would never work. No. No, it wouldn't. Okay. If 2020, Kane is never going to work. 2020, Rikishi is not going to work. Hell no. You know... In 2020, too cool is not going to work. No, sir. Hear me out. Uh, in 2020, Yokozuna is not going to work. These gimmicks that these characters for that time was good because it was, you know, Kayf- as Kevin Ash would say, Kayfe wasn't dead yet. But it's like this Razor Ramon would never work today. Nope. <laughs> Because first of all, everything got to understand something that if this white guy is portraying like this Italian or the, the, the you know the Tony Montana character, he'll call him on the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. W- would he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the point, it's like yo, yo, man. Then the, the, you got you got your, you know the SJ the SJW wars that come out, and then they're going to make a whole. It's going to be a thing about that, and they're going to want to get Scott Hall canceled. Am I lying? I don't... You wanted to go that far? I don't know. I don't know about that one. Or even Crime Time. Crime Time definitely would have been some shit. <laughs> They'd have been like, Dude, what the fuck is this? We Listen, Crime Time would have had some problems. But I think when you have a when you have a gimmick or a character and you protect it in a certain way, like the, the New Day have found a formula where I'm, I can be the New Day but then what? What you know what makes the new day popular? Mm-hmm. Up up down there. Yes. Their podcast, the, the, yes. the new day podcast, they do. That's how they have sustained this long. Exactly. When they, they we already know they're great wrestlers. We already know they put on good matches stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But how do they keep the fans interested? Is because of the stuff they do outside the ring. Yes. Also, it's because like because they're not just watching TV. TV. People yeah. don't even really watch TV anymore. Undertaker. People stream things now. But well, once again, see, he, he's old. But that's what well, I'm this. saying. That's why I said now is a good time to step away Wait. because you are completely disconnected from what's really happening. Happen. I guess uh, he is not going home and cutting on Netflix. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he might, but he shot. She was on CMT. Listen, I'm not saying that he don't, he's not clued in at all, but I don't think that when you are of a certain age or of a certain generation, I don't think you understand how stuff really be working now. But I did ask what Michelle McCool's for. 
yes, that's what she's for. Uh, but I doubt like these these elders, some yeah. of our seasoned folks out here. When cable starts to drop off, because eventually cable will become minimized and it will be just a whole shitload of streaming services. Yeah. They're not going to know what to do with themselves. You right. So, I don't know. That's just me, but I just want to throw that in there. Well, I'm, I, I, I mean, y'all, and if I look at, you know, the gimmick that he has, or most of these gimmicks are based in reality. Mm-hmm. Now, Certain things it's like this. I don't want to see Karrion Cross, you know, out there two stepping or something like that, neither. Because you know the character that he has built, mm-hmm. I like seeing it like that. And I, I get that. You know, what I'm saying the character that I thought like the Fiend, it, 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 there's Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and then there's the Fiend. And so then it seems like the other Bray Wyatt. Yeah, <laughs> but it seems like Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt plays that Bray Wyatt outside. Mm-hmm. He'll bring the Fiend in, so. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that level of mystery in, you know, certain characters. I mean, I'm pretty sure you fellas can agree with that. Uh-huh. Yes. So, with that being said, it's just like, okay, well, I I mean, I, I, there are people that, I suppose, though, if they had a character, like, there's some people that don't have a character at all that just tries to go off of what Randy Orton calls their leg slapping. Listen, him and this <clears throat> leg slap. He been going off on the leg slap <clears throat> for the last like two, three weeks. But it's like this: Cedric has no character. Yes, there who, are people who really need a character. Who is Cedric Alexander? You know what I'm saying? He might actually benefit from being on social media and engaging people. Might I said is might? It? It's not. It's it's a huge question mark. But but even still, yeah, uh, but then again, Vince might get upset that he's getting over by himself. So. Exactly. You know, Vince don't like independence. Facts. Facts. You're right. So it's you'll be chained to this. So I mean, it's 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 a a whole double edged sword. It's kind of like, you know, what? Who is Ricochet? If you're if you're not a wrestling guy guy, from Kentucky, that's all I've gotten the whole time. That has a ridiculous superhero theme song. I hate it. Sorry. (laughs) I hate that pew pew. I hate it so bad. But you know you can but you don't have to have a necessarily again. But like Cody is the American nightmare because my dad was the American dream. I'm the American nightmare. But see, he yeah. also has something to build off of. Okay, fair. Much like in the real world, we we don't we don't get that. Okay. We'll be we'll be doing. Everybody can't be crime time and new day. Mm-hmm. Or you know, neck snapping, finger popping. Sasha Banks John everybody can't do but that but you know what Sasha Banks had Snoop so you know <laughs> again yeah <laughs> but or they could do like what Naomi do and do the glow thing but I don't and but again when that organically went mm. further than they anticipated they did not take the chance mm. why is there still not a glow title I'd rather have a glow title than the fucking woodchuck title that I, Daniel I, Bryan. I low key want that hip title though. I low key. But I ain't why that hip title? That the Planet's Champion title was dope. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is, she went out and supposedly did mm. that on her own. It could have just been a, t- a, a total diva story, yeah. or whatever. Supposedly she went out and did that on her own, and people was like, "Why isn't this a belt? I will buy this as a belt. This is a cool belt. That's the coolest the Women's Championship has ever looked." And they didn't do anything with it because they didn't come up with it. I agree. I still understand why there's no D'Lo Brown bobbleheads. Okay? 
Y'all, please help me. I yo, give me a di- <laughs> yo, prime. Seriously, give me a D'Lo Brown bobblehead. Why do I have my D'Lo? Brown? call it the real deal bobblehead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Money. Bob. I mean, it's pops now. We don't even do bobbleheads. Exactly. But I'm talking about in, in 1997 and eight. They had an opportunity. The way the men get on the head shape. Why is it not no D'Lo Brown bobblehead? Would have sold like Listen, crazy. It definitely would have. Back when people use one eight hundred collect. Yes. I'm just. I'm just. So I get there. I, I get there. Take on that one. You know. And this is this. You, you, good day. You brought that article. Good time to step away. Which brings me to my next Undertaker topic. The question has come up about Undertaker. Since you're retiring, I need to know why haven't you got in the ring with Sting? Because they uh, both old as Somebody shit. really asked him that. They're serious. I'm not lying to you. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I thought she was joking. No, no. The, the rest, Undertaker, recently, like Pronto said, he's interviewing everywhere. I'm surprised he ain't on first take. He is, this, is really everywhere. Well, they don't really have like that no more. They, you know, first take talking about Kyrie Irving every day. So. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Kyrie Irving and Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban said his knee may hurt. This is... <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he was talking to com about the career, and then during the interview, he explained why he believes that that, that the, the Sting match will never happen. It shouldn't now. It should. It, I mean, it's it's the most generic answer you've heard. It says, "Well, he says, well, in this world, you never say never." But I think, as great as it sounds on paper, and it does. I mean, obviously. That is a uh, super marquee match, right? He explained, but where I kind of differ from a lot of people is I look past the marquee value and I look on the the ability to deliver. So, like you said, there's there's so many people that are clamoring for that match that I just don't know that match, that the match could deliver on the people's expectations. Now that is a very true answer, though. <laughs> I, I I I want to get y'all answer first before I get mine. Prime, go Q. Oh, you want to go first? Yo, oh shoot, my bad. My <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all want to go first? I'm, I'm, yeah. He about to he about to clock out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go first then. Okay. I'll go first. Um, honestly, I don't. I don't think I never had interest in that match. Other than being, them two being scary characters, I kind of never really cared, even though people clamored for it. But, like, yeah. even when Steam came back, when he came to WWE, the first, like, initially came, people was like, he should have a few done to go first. So, I just yeah. don't understand why people claim for it that much. I was exasperated by this. I mean, look, I, I understand why the people, people want it. And you know the loyalty of the of the two characters. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. I'm calling bullshit on it. Here's I'm calling bullshit on it. So you mean to tell me that you're worried about the quality of the match, but you have a match with Goldberg? That was sweet sound. <laughs> he probably thought Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> he probably like Goldberg. As a Goldberg years. mark, as two Goldberg marks on here, you're not about to sit here and tell me that he thought Goldberg would be in a better shape of opponent than Sting. Well, maybe Sting Goldberg wrestled in the past. Goldberg wrestled in the past three years, and he's not over sixty or almost sixty. That could be a reason. That could be a reason. That is actual fact. That could be a reason. 
But it it just it just bothers, it just bothers. First of all, me personally, I'm like Sting and Undertaker could have the cinematic match. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I really Sting, Undertaker not doing no tombstone to Sting. No, he's not. But did he do one to AJ? No, he didn't tombstone AJ. He tombstone Carl Anderson. AJ never got two, so AJ got a choke him off the roof. I'm not saying Sting will take that bump because that's just dumb. I'm just saying, but they can have a cinematic match where it is just smoke and mirrors. You can have, you know, Kent Anderson come back and play the old Sting, and then you can have, you know, somebody playing the old Undertaker and do all this kind of stuff, and then, you know, they can finally just have another boneyard match or whatever kind of, you know, Sting. I mean, especially now with the power of editing. Yeah, with, with the power of editing, because they don't even have to take a bump, and they can make it look good. All single dudes. I mean, with the power of editing, we don't even have to have Undertaker or Steam there. That is actual fact. Yeah, what I'm saying, but 2K already fucked up on that, so I don't know what you get them renders from. But I'm saying, but it, it could be, it could be a fun match to do. But the thing is, I think if they were going to do that match, it should have been in 2011. Remember, that was the that was the rumor of Sting the was not coming back in 2011. It, <laughs> Remember, remember the whole you're talking about the, the two, the two twenty one. Yeah, eleven. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then you know uh, that thing when Undertaker came back, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're not getting Sting, we're getting Triple H again for you know for the match. So it was like, okay, because that that could have been the year to do it. That would have Sting because that that was Joker Sting at the time too. That would have been the year to do a Sting because that was what Steel was doing. I thought Joker Sting was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was fun, nice. and that's the closest thing ever got to becoming a, 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 a enjoyable heel. Because I don't know how y'all wrestling fans feel. Sting as a heel is, you know, I'd rather watch, you know, my daughter go to the bathroom. Over Especially the in the uh-huh. uh, main event mafia. Yeah, Sting, Sting is not a good heel at all. It's like he physically does not know how to play. Like he is like super saved. He just like physically does not know how to play a bad guy at all. You know, Even with the whole crow gimmick, I don't, I, I don't know if I'd rather watch them or change Sage's diapers, but okay, yeah, I'll go with you on that. I'd rather see, you know, however old Jeff Jarrett is with that ugly ass cow cow blazer strut for for thirty eight <laughs> minutes. Yeah, I'd rather see Jeff Jarrett do the do the, the, the Jeff Jarrett walk than watch Sting try to become here. But it, the Sting, but Joker Sting. I thought it was successful and a Joker Sting versus Undertaker I think could have been money. I mean like what's the point and then, and then when he finally did come to WWE they, you know Triple H has to work with the guy. Like Joker said every time Triple H has to work with the guy he'd rather watch a dog lick his balls. Jesus Christ. Jim Cornette Why did he come is, up with these uh, things? Yeah, I don't know because of what he's doing so much with these. Jim Cornette does not like Triple H working with the guy because if anybody looks at, at it he Triple H works with the guy every time a new hot act comes in. You're right. Look at the history of when the new hot act comes in to wrestling. Who was the first person they always worked with? Triple H. You're not incorrect. <laughs> and then to, to, to the point when that when Goldberg came in, The Rock was still there, so The Rock got that spot. Then who was after The Rock? Triple what? H. In 2004, when uh you know Voldemort won the championship, who was the first? Triple H. And then when they, they tried the Randy Orton experience, it didn't work. 
Triple H. And they hope Batista's hot. Triple H. Rick Flair trying to retire. Triple H. Royal John Cena's hot. Triple H. 2007. Great Collie's coming. Triple H. Vatican Close Law. Triple H. It's like even the worst ones. The the whole Great Collie and Vladimir Kozlov stuff. I was like, that is just terrible. But everybody that was hot that came in and you know that that was getting Sheamus. Well, John Cena was the first one, and then Trish had to wait his turn. The next year, Triple H, and then he just ended the momentum of uh of uh Sheamus. Yeah. And then there you have it. So he always got to work with the guy. So you think when Sting came in or when Dale Bryan was hot and the Yes Movement. Triple H. Seth Rollins is getting hot. He's, also, he's the King Slayer. When Brock Lesnar first came back, who's the SummerSlam opponent? Triple H. Okay. That's like that's like the Usos when they say lockdown. Exactly. It is. Uh, uh, so all these times he had. So so in 2015 when Sting came, who was his first opponent? Triple H, and they had them. They, they pulled up this old tired storyline of WCW versus WWE. I'm like, why are we doing this? Why is it DX versus the NWO? X Pac don't know which side to go on. So once again, why are we doing this to the point where Sting loses anyway? And then instead of just saying, well, we could have just gave you the Undertaker, gave him Bray Wyatt next year, it wouldn't have made it wouldn't have made no no, no difference. But hey, fuck it, right? Because at least Triple H got his match, so that that that's the unfortunate thing about it. And did he miss the mark in 2015 for them to do it? I think they should have probably did. Then 2011 was to me would have been the year to do it. And so now it, the match don't even got. Mar- I don't think this crowd even knows who really cares who Sting is. No, yeah, <laughs> they don't. Sister, how they treat them like they dumb. They have to show him, show him clips from WCW. Is exactly like to the point where, like the crow. Sting is not even scary no more. Mm-hmm. Especially when you got a little soul like patch right that. here now. No, and he balled in the back. He'll never be scary to you anymore. <laughs> I take every chance I get to talk about that picture in the hallway. It's wonderful. It, it, it's not. So, uh, I mean, that, that's what it will say. I, I was just, you know, just, just, just they, 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 brought, they brought the whole Sting stuff and stuff. So. Uh, but, um, I, I like I said I don't have no no qualm to see, see that matchup. I don't want to see the matchup, but you know I mean never say never, right? You never know with sweet Saudi money. Just saying. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. So now we're going to get into the other thing about the Undertaker. Since the Undertaker's retiring, and uh, you know it's been a great career for him. I want to know, me and Prime. This is going to be, you know, I brought back Prime segment for him, which is top five. Prime's top five. We're going to do the top five Undertaker mixed matches and moments. If you can't think of five, I mean, it's easy to think of five Undertaker matches. And, yeah. and it's easy to think of five Undertaker moments, to be honest with you, but, but we're going to do that. So, it's been a while, but let's hear that Prime Time copywriter stole me. I'm playing. That, uh, <laughs> let's play the top the Prime's top five music. All right, uh, I think you should take the mic on this one, sir. 
Okay. Uh, all right. Well, top five. I'm gonna take a moments and matches. I didn't even put no order to them because I was just thinking buddies at the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But one that comes to my mind a lot is a uh, Taker versus um Angle versus Rock from Vengeance 2002. Yep, that was a yep. good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, very, uh, one of the best triple threat matches. Uh, I say one of the best. It's gotta be at least top five or ten because, triple threat matches. Ever. Well, actually, I think, I think it's top five because they used to credit that as the greatest triple threat match until we seen Seth, Brock, and Cena. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna try to do maybe a moment and a match okay. or something like that, but, uh, uh this is just my my personal favorite, uh, the Maven Taker. When he whooped his ass at the Royal Rumble, or are you talking <laughs> yes. about? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. oh my god! Yeah, I, I remember that. I do remember <laughs> he, that. Like, throw him over the uh, he threw him into a thing of popcorn and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Okay. I think so, that was the first, the first person to get eliminated by not getting eliminated. He was okay. just beat up. So do you want to do you do a matching moment? Did I do a matching moment? Sure. Okay. So no particular order. So here's 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 one of my matches: Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy ladder match for the undisputed championship from Raw 2002. Back when the draft first happened, and the rule was the undisputed champion had to appear on both Raw and SmackDown. And Undertaker was undisputed champion, and now they had to try to make new stars because Vince had to see who had. Rufus aggression. So Jeff Hardy comes out, and then you know, yeah, he challenges him, and it was an actually good Raw TV ladder match. I think that was probably my third favorite Raw TV ladder match because before that, uh, RVD and Christian had a good one. Uh, but then the TLC four. Really? You're not gonna say Jeff Hardy and RVD? You talking about on Raw? Yes. Okay, but I thought that one at SummerSlam was better. I like the one on Raw because that's the one Jeff Hardy almost died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he almost died at SummerSlam also. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Cause it, it was a lab match for the Hardcore Championship. Like, okay. But yeah. And then uh, the one on Raw was like for the Hardcore and Intercontinental, yeah. I think, or European <clears throat> or something. Yeah. <clears throat> but the RVD Christian one was great, and so was the TLC4. That, that, that was good. But uh, anyway. Okay. Jeff Hardy, like there was actually a point where I thought they was actually going to have Jeff Hardy win this, but he got choked him off the top of the ladder, and until he gave him his props. So that that's a match that going to goes in my top five. And when it comes to a moment, Undertaker winning the two thousand seven Royal Rumble. Okay. When it was him and Shawn Michaels at the final two, and I was like, "Yo, we we've been wanting to see this match since." the 90s again because they haven't like touched since then so to do that matchup with heck because was always a Smackdown guy and Sean came back to Raw and they 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 had like a mini match it was like a 10 minute 15 minute thing before Sean got eliminated mm-hmm. yep. so and it, the way that he eliminated too was like a surprise I'm not throw you mm-hmm. out yeah. exactly so that's my match and that's my moment okay so that, we both did five okay. let's keep it going uh, okay, well, I'm going to say, because I was here, Edge and Taker, 
24. WrestleMania 24. Uh, oh my god! Just the entrance, the just the excitement, the match, and one of my favorite moments, maybe one of my favorite referee moments of all time, is Charles Robinson running the ring. You talk about that 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 whole sprint. Mm. Yes, the holes. I think he was the best one to do it until uh, I think he had to do it again, right? Somebody did it again. Yeah. That, but yeah, that was <clears throat> just that whole thing was was special to me. Mm-hmm. And then um, the <laughs> I don't know, this is mean or not. Uh, the segment where he uh <laughs> called a wire. <clears throat> Well, he caused what? And he caught on fire. That, and that, he came back. Wow, that's so fucking that's raw. That's not, no, he didn't. He didn't catch a fire for real like that. Other times, I'm saying like the the thing struck the cabin and he oh, was on fire. And oh, the, that's the right. Oh yeah, and Radio yeah. was scared. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he did that many times, but that's the one I liked. A uh-huh. runner up can be the the other one. He came back against Kane, and he was on on top of the. Table or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my next one for the fourth one: Undertaker versus Kurt Angle, No Way Out, two thousand six. Man, you talk about when the Undertaker actually showed, like, yo, I'm a wrestler, like I'm a legit wrestler. That's the one that uh, I love. Y'all know I'm a Kurt Angle mark, and for some reason, two thousand six was terrible. But I had a special love for Genesis because that was the year I watched all the time in college. Okay. Yeah, so for some reason, I just liked 2006 for no apparent reason, even though I knew that whole shit was uh, terrible. Especially the whole uh, the, the return of, de- you know, kid-friendly D-Generation X. <laughs> Fart jokes. And- oh, yeah, no, it, it was it was terrible. Uh, my next moment, Undertaker comes back to save the rock. Judgment Day 2000. The birth of American okay. Badass. Okay. Either that probably should be higher, but like said, there is no order. Him yeah, come back did at the Iron really Man match. The Rock or did he just hate DX? He hated DX and screwed The Rock over indirectly. But you know what? It, it, it was good seeing him back because we haven't seen Undertaker in like eight months. Mm-hmm. It was a long time. So I was like, is he even coming back? And then, yeah, he came back at Judgment Day. And even the Rock had a promo said, yo, you did the right thing. You just did it on the wrong time. You did it on the Rock's time. Yeah, so that was great. <laughs> All, right. All right, well. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It just, I forgot it that quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to do my moment first. Sorry, I forgot that quick. My moment I'm going to do is uh, Undertaker and Kane beating up Vince McMahon and breaking his leg. <laughs> <laughs> because Vince was like, he was like, if you do something wrong to me again, Vince, you're not going to like it. Then they turned around and Vince was giving him the bird. Then they turned around mm-hmm. and he got caught. So then they <laughs> beat him up and broke his leg. Yeah, that was, that was, that was bad, <laughs> That was hilarious. It was. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, I guess I can go with uh, Bad Blood, 97, Angle and uh, Michaels. I mean, I'm taking it Michaels. Sorry. Hell in a Cell? Yeah. That, that was Bad Blood, I'm about to say, because Ground Zero was the regular match. Right? Yeah, no, Bad Blood, yes. Bad Blood. Kane. That's yeah. got to be Kane. 
All right. For me, my match, Undertaker versus Stone Cold SummerSlam 1998. <laughs> Store that to Stone Cold tells every week on this podcast. <laughs> the, we're going on the highway to hell. <laughs> I love that SummerSlam. And then they just kind of like ruined it in 1999 for me. But that was the, the, the SummerSlam that had everything in 98 was like going perfect. And then they had that Rock to Wage ladder match was great. And, you know, uh, I liked all that stuff about that match. First of all, the choke slam off over the apron into the ring. Never seen that before. I like that. And it was this one. This is when Undertaker did the leg drop off the top rope to Austin on an announce table. I believe I believe that was I believe that was the same match, correct? Yeah, and it didn't uh, it didn't break. Exactly, I'm just like, but so yeah, that was um my uh a moment. Uh, for some reason, I don't know. This wasn't a good moment, but for some reason, I liked it when the Undertaker buries Paul Bearer in the concrete. From, <laughs> the match of Dudley Bush was stupid, but for some reason, him burying Paul in the, I, I was always like, yo, how do they do that? Because it looked like he actually get buried in concrete because the, the hairs were there and everything like that. So I, 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 I was never, I never knew how that was. So I did, I did, I did that. I did that. That was a more curious moment uh, for, for me, if I must say. But you know, if, if I do have like a legit one. Undertaker being resurrected after losing the casket match to Yokozuna, Royal Rumble 92. <laughs> the one where he was like in the casket and they showed on the video of him floating up to heaven? Exactly, the, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, I like that one because you know, that was super cheesy. And of course, you know, you could talk about when him and Kane were striking lightning down to each other from the ring. <laughs> To the you know doing all that kind of stuff like that 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 was funny but him being resurrected again I I really like that moment. All right, well I'm gonna say Taker and um oh my god mankind of course don't steal my match don't steal my match of course when he killed him of course the hell the cell of course yes that was not my match thank God okay. You talking about SummerSlam? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, that was not okay. my match. Okay. Go ahead. Nah. When he killed him, because obviously that's on every single uh, doc, uh, video. Every time you buy video back in the day, you see the WWE. Uh, don't try this at home or whatever. And it's in the intro. It's like one of the first. Wasn't it the old intro? The uh, one was like it's Andre the Giant. If you're some man. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was in the intro and. You know, just it's just a moment everybody knows. Oh, so it wasn't the match; it was the moment. It's both. That's, oh, that's oh, both. It's both. That's the end of one. Gotcha. Yeah, you yeah. know what? That was good. My next match because we're on number two now. Undertaker. Well, you're number. Am I? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm on number two. Yeah. Okay. Undertaker versus Mankind Boiler Room Brawl SummerSlam 1996. Okay. Okay. I think 
between Undertaker. First of all, all the Undertaker main kind matches I loved. I really did. They had a two-year rivalry. I don't care what WWE.com says. Triple H is not the Undertaker's greatest rival. The Undertaker's greatest rival is Mankind, and it always has been. And him and Mankind have had some wars. But this one, the Boiler Room Brawl, was something different because this was Mankind's turf. We've seen hardcore matches with Mankind. we see how brutally did him and Mankind beat each other up. But this time, it was about who can get to the ring first and get the urn. I like that because the Boiler Room Brawl is just like, well, who can escape the Boiler Room? And this one, I was like legit at that time scared because one, you had these characters. The way the Undertaker even opened the door was just like menacing. And you, mankind at that time, he wasn't the Mister Sacco fun-loving character. He was a scary individual. And going to this dark boiler room, even when we, we, you know we had to act and know what's going on, having mankind come out of nowhere, that would freak the shit out. Me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And they just had a damn good matchup with Mankind becoming victorious. So I I, I love that matchup number two when it comes to the moment. Uh, I was going to say when Undertaker tossed Mankind off the hell in the cell. Okay. I wasn't okay. going to pick the match, but the moment alone when he damn near killed him definitely is what the, him and Mick, Mick Foley are going to be synonymous forever. Okay, yeah, yeah. With that whole thing, they're gonna be synonymous forever. So there it is. Last one, bro. Of course. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania twenty-five. How can you not go against that? You can't. It's honestly, it's probably one of my favorite matches ever. Literally, if I had to have one Undertaker match to watch ever, and all the other ones gone, just the one I'm gonna watch. Yes. Uh, honorable mention because I did kind of forget this the six man hell in the cell as well uh, somewhere in the category okay. but as for moment I got two because I couldn't decide which one I like better uh, the first one <laughs> is, is mean but he was when he was back a taker he was in a feud with Hogan and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, was and he dragged driving. Hogan behind on the butt <laughs> And running in the poles and stuff, and I just thought, yo, that's probably that holding back. Look like that today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that. Uh, another one is him beating up the Rock and Tombstone on, on top of a limo. Because why? <laughs> uh, I remember that. That's a lot of these stuff. But I, I guess this is the moment. I just overall say the mind games. Just to him uh, appearing in caskets or him uh, making like mm-hmm. body doubles of other people playing mind games. Yeah, a Or him doing the fireworks or lightning. That yeah. kind of stuff is, I guess, all connected to me. So I, I call them all one moment. Gotcha. Just him being uh, spooky. Yes. Uh, I agree with you. My number one, even though it wasn't no order, but I gotta say for number one, is Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25. However, to pick my honorable mention, it's Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, No Mercy 2002, Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, okay. That match was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that match was fantastic. 
and uh, I, 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 once again, they don't usually show or play that match too much because of how bloody it is. Like I said, Undertaker could bled like a stuffed pig. So, you know, they didn't really show how bloody it is, but I, I don't think, like, that, that, that match is where everyone going on history is one of the best old school Hell in a Cell matches that they ever had. And another honorable mention that I had that a match that gets overlooked a lot. Undertaker versus Batista WrestleMania 23. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't leave Batista out. Because my man Batista been on it for the past couple of weeks, but I'm saying, but I'm not leaving my man Batista out. So, but yeah, but of course, Sean versus Undertaker, that's me 25. And because of my moment, it has to be, it has to be for me, even though it wasn't no order. Where to, Stephanie? Dad! <laughs> and then he ta- he kidnapped Stephanie to the point where I just seen on AEW this past week, Big Swole did the same exact thing with Britt Baker. So. I enjoy. I was like, damn, I remember that. I went back and watched the whole thing and had the whole wedding. And then Stone Cold came out. And it was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. It, it, that ties into everything. So I did also come out there and you know and uh, bring it over jail. He did. He had to do the right thing, you know. So that was our top five Undertaker moments and I hope and matches. You know, saying look, if he stays retired. He will be missed, but he needs to go. He really does. Because I'm saying he, he wore out his... He's, he's, he's wearing out the welcome to the point where even when he does go, we're not going to miss him. You know what I'm saying? So we, we don't want to get there just yet. So that's where we're at, at on that, and I'm glad to do the top five. Okay. I got something interesting that I just randomly seen. Okay. Zack Ryder files for trademarks. For <laughs> what do you think it's for? I I, I, I ask you first. His pool? No. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea Green. He files for trademarks for Major Major Wrestling Federation. Is that a wrestling organization he started? So, you know his podcast, right? I heard of it. I never like heard of it, but I heard he has. They, one. <laughs> they talk about wrestling figures. So, yeah. him and Kurt Hawkins, right? Yes, he made a he made a real wrestling organization to have figures play to play with figures. You know who does that? You ever watch? Who? You ever watch uh, Grim? Shaq's um, life. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a uh, super si- silly pop or Grimm's wrestling. Grimm's toy show. Yeah. Oh, Grimm's toy show. He does the same thing. He has a wrestling show with with the with the wrestling figures. And look, I get it. People will be like, "That's a whole grown man playing with toys." But people just that'd be some funny shit that be going on in the videos. Uh, shit he be saying, but I'm like, I don't know if Zack Ryder got that personality to do that. <laughs> I'm just saying so. No, I'm saying I think he I think he made like you know, major wrestling federation so that say they can do toys, they can make like a ring with that logo on it or something. I don't know. That's silly. Okay. That's what I think. Oh, you know, yeah. that, that, that is possible. That is possible. I'm not Maybe he can have himself with some he can have, you know, something like that. Okay. 
Well, guys, you know what it's time for. It is time for the Wednesday Night War. We are here, NXT versus AEW. This was, I'm not even BSing y'all. This was a very, very close week when it comes to NXT and AEW. Because both shows were fantastic. Both of them were. It's going to be hard for me to pick out the one who won this week. NXT had the Women's Tattoo Championships defended in the main event. They also had <clears throat> a huge announcement made by Commissioner William Regal. And you know, uh, it was just a, uh, it looks like Danny Priest is going to be on a, uh, on a face turn. And then for AEW Dynamite, <clears throat> we had a World Tattoo Championship matchup. Uh, we definitely had an awesome uh, main event when it came to uh, best friends and, and, and the, the, the sex gods, and then uh, of course the um, young bucks. Well, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute, and uh, a surprise for the Cody's uh, TNT Championship. So let's get into NXT. So NXT starts off. We have. For the tag team championships, Imperium taking on Breezango. Breezango's being into like a very serious situation here, taking on um, Imperium. The match was actually pretty was uh, pretty good, uh, but before the match is over, uh, oh God, what is the name of that that, that Native American group? Yeah, with uh, Malcolm Evans comes out. And then they start getting beat up by Danny Burch and Only Lurkin in all out brawl. And then uh, Fabian Arkner uh, goes, <clears throat> comes on, on, the, uh, on the action outside and gives Fandango one of the uh, DDTs and with distraction. And they retain the NXT Tag Team Championships. Your thoughts on the match? Uh, before we get to the match, what did you think of their Imperium? Uh, mock entrance. If you saw it, that was kind of <coughs> that was kind of funny. Okay, well, you know they do some every week. Yeah, I exactly. Thought, yeah, but no, uh, the, I mean that kind of got sloppy towards the end. The DDT didn't look good at all. Mm-hmm. That Fabian Eckner hit, but you know they won. So, well, I figured oh. I, I didn't think Bree Zonga was going to win anyway because I like Imperium. With the tag team championships, and they have to keep those Imperium kind of in the limelight, especially for what's you know Walter and all them not being able to come back just yet. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I like Imperium. I think they should showcase them more. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll see. Next up, we have Damian Priest taking on Killian Dane. Uh, throughout the matchup, Damian Priest is doing like you know high jumps and everything, and he's showing that his lower back is killing him, which is showing that he's selling the effects of the steel steps that he fell on. Uh, against Finn Balor in your house, I like that, and I was like, okay, him, him, you know, selling the back and everything. But uh, uh, huh? I don't know if that's selling or that Joe Ashley just hurt. <laughs> Joe Ashley probably do just hurt because he like he he fell at Joe sucked. Uh, and but he hits the Archer of Infamy and picks up the win over Killian Dave in a nice matchup. It looks like Damian Priest is probably going face. Yeah, yeah. No, no, because I like Damian Priest, and when I used to watch him um, in uh, was House of Hardcore, when he was Punishment Martinez. Yeah, he was in Ring of Honor, yeah. Yeah, I always called him 
uh, the athletic Baron Corbin. And then yeah, I heard right. people in the audience used to scream at him like bootleg Baron Corbin. Well, guess what? He's better if they're Baron Corbin, in my opinion. Yeah, he um, it's weird that he's face now. He was literally two weeks ago beating people up with baseball bats and or nightsticks. You know what I'm saying? Nightsticks, yeah. Yeah, Velveteen Dream is shown backstage, and uh, they're asking him about you know him losing the championship to Cole, but he don't even talk about that right now. But as he's talking. Dexter Loomis is behind him, and he put, puts up a picture of him and Velveteen Dream with the tattoo championships. Then Dream sees it, doesn't see what's going on here, and looks at it. He says, okay, that was a one-time thing. You don't have it like twice and or, or three times. So he says, we're not, you know, the Dream is a solo act. Now, once again, we don't know what's going to happen with Velveteen Dream, but I know the plan was, I look like they were trying to do a tag team. Would you like a tag team with Dexter Loomis and Velveteen Dream? I feel like it'll be like a rock and sock type of thing. Well, Dream hates it, and Loomis is all into it. I can see, because like Loomis wants to be his friend. You can I tell. feel like Loomis will make jackets and all that. Be like, yeah, I got us matching jackets. Okay, well, see, well, that goes against the Loomis character, though. You know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be a creep, weird, staring, but it's like he'll protect Dream at all costs. Uh, yeah, if, if he's drawing pictures, like, yeah, this is us with the titles. I can see him buying getting jackets or okay, something. Fair. That I feel like okay, okay, uh did you <laughs> I feel like this is something that might happen. Did you see the two K storyline with Velveteen Dream in it, right? The two K storyline? Yeah. I didn't get that far in my career. Oh, okay. So basically you you uh team with Vel- you want Velveteen as a partner, then you gotta fight him. Then y'all both partners, y'all were going in the Dusty Classic. And then y'all um, get to the finals, and he turns on you. <laughs> okay, something like that might happen. That's something like that happens. So we gotta wait and see what how, how that happens. Aaliyah takes uh, takes on Zia Lee, and uh, best uh, dressed, huh? Best dressed, best dressed Zia Lee. Uh, well, no, uh, never mind. Never mind. I was gonna say Aaliyah, but never mind. Okay, I mean, I, I forgot that. about the main event. Yeah, hey, yeah, um. So, Robert Stone shows up very disheveled, very drunk, and everything. And then, uh. You're basically doing a Chelsea Green character with him. Yeah, it distracts Sally. She gets. Aaliyah gets to roll up and wins. I think this is like Aaliyah's first win. Ever. <laughs> nah, not ever, but. Oh, okay. It isn't? Okay. No, it's not. So Adam Cole's backstage and he's just sitting there looking at the hourglass and I forgot who's interviewing him about, you know, uh, carrying across his challenge for the, the championship. And, you know, Adam Cole says he's not even worried about that. But then Keith Lee comes up and says, you don't uh, have to worry about, you know, carrying across. I'm next. It takes the hourglass and smashes it. And I'm like, I love that. Because Keith Lee, like, you know, I'm sure you ain't scared of him neither. I'm the next one. So, Adam Cole comes right out to the ring. And we have a, a segment where Adam Cole, you know, is not liking what's been happening. And Keith Lee comes out. And before Keith Lee gets the word out, uh, Finn Balor comes out. And Finn Balor talks about, you know, he wants a shot at the North American Championship. And when he's done, he'll go to Adam Cole and the NXT Championship. But then Gorgano comes out. And Gorgano... You know, he wants the shot at the North American Championship. And uh, 
so he Keith Lee had a line that I like. He said, first off, you know, you didn't even care. I care more about your wife than you did last week when she was limping my arms after you knocked her down. I picked her up. She's like, oh, Mr. Limitless, please save me. That's the most action I felt in all week. And John Gale was just like, no, she didn't even say that. You're weird. I laughed the whole time. Mr. Limitless <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. So, uh, Commissioner William Regal comes up on the screen because I got a great idea. Next week, it's going to be a triple threat match between Keith Lee, Finn Balor, and Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. And then the winner is going to face Adam Cole on July 8th, which is the part two of Fighter Fest. Uh, it, it's going to be a winner-take-all championship match. North American Championship and NXT Championship. We're about to crown a double champion. I wow. don't like that. I mean, I, I, get, I, mean, I know why they're trying to do it, because they're trying to do it, you know, to boost the, you know, to, 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 to fight Fighter Fest, because, you know, once again, you're about to be That's a fighter. Still, I mean, yeah, but I don't like, like, because then when they, when they fight for the title, what are they going to say? I want this title and not that title. Well, I mean, they've done it before. I mean, it, it'd be different. I wouldn't like if they were unifying the titles. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't like if they were unifying the titles. Because, like, in New Japan, I think both titles just come together now. They don't need unifying, but, like, you know, you just got both titles, and that's well, just But remember when, tri- but, but remember when Triple H uh, became and won the Intercontinental Championship in the World Heavyweight, and they just merged them two together because they didn't care about the Intercontinental Championship? It's like this one... They'll, they'll have two belts, and it's like, okay, it'll be like Seth Rollins with the United States Championship and the uh, WWE Championship. I defend one, and then I can defend the other one the same night. But if you... Who is stupid enough to not want the actual NXT Championship to say, I'm going to bypass that and go for the, the North American Championship? I mean, I agree with you. I do agree with you. But I'm just saying... Now, I think it made sense with Cena... Because Cena was like, okay, you beat me for that belt, and you cheated. And then Sting, you know, that. If they do something mm-hmm. like that, then it makes sense. Or it could be a thing where it's like, how with the championship? No, you don't deserve. Whoever wants the championship, who knows? I'm saying, but it may be a lower card. I, I don't know, Prime. I really don't. But I'll just say, like, hey, the matches are going to be awesome. The matches are going to be awesome. So who who, win, who wins the triple threat, do you think, next week? I think Keith Lee keeps it. Oh, man. Keith Lee versus Adam Cole would be crazy, but I don't think they want to do Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. And put it, you know what? This could be their excuse to put the North American Championship on Karrion Cross and not have win the NXT Championship just yet. This could be their excuse to put, like, if Adam Cole wins both, and then it's just like, look, Karrion Cross, and then he comes to the, you know, Karrion Cross was the, the championship. Or even if he was a championship and Adam Cole keeps a belt on him, you know, just just to have a belt. Because I don't think they, they want to go to the main roster. So I, I don't even know. But uh, Dakota Kai, I think, huh? Honestly, yeah. I think I think Adam Cole's going to win it all. And they trying to get him the resume of best NXT superstar ever. Probably so. Uh, Dakota Kai takes on Caden Carter. I love that my, my boo, Caden Carter, is getting work. Uh, <clears throat> she was the only ones involved. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez comes to blows outside with Casey Ka- uh, Catherine Zeno. Does it? They, they fought. Zero. 
Kat and Zara, you know, Ricochet's lady. And then a Dakota conference, uh, uh, it puts her in a submission hole, and then, you know, uh, she taps out. Uh, Bronson Reed defeated Leon Ruff. Poor Leon Ruff, again. Uh, but he, but after being embarrassed by Karrion Cross, he gets on the mic and wants another match with Karrion Cross. Uh, segment happens as we get, uh, Santanos Escobar and his, you know, his, his, his first of all, okay, I, I had to say this, but I won't get to that. Um, and they're, they're out to introduce their whole selves. Drake Maverick, um, <clears throat> comes out. They try to take on all of them. The numbers are too much. They get they beat up. They go into the crowd where there's this obvious fake table with fake monitors and fake everything on there. And he gives like the mission, the, like the Michinoku driver through the table. So nah, no, he didn't. <laughs> what do you do then? Escobar landed on the table. Drake landed on the car. Yeah, he, he, he actually hurt. That's you right. He he ride back seeing punked him. I'm a dumb son of a bitch. You know about that. Okay. This segment I had I, I was trying to wait on. Okay. This was the segment of the night. And they're not even usually that good because let's be real. The undisputed error stuff because what they, nobody wants to say, they're trying to be the inner circle. When yeah, it comes like the, the social media stuff. Piece. Yeah. It wasn't working for them. This worked. So this was the Roderick Strong therapy session. So Roderick Strong is freaking out because of what uh, Dexter Loomis did. Put him in that trunk in your house with him and Bobby Fish and drove off. So they're trying to get him over the fear of, you know, Dexter Loomis in the truck. So they got to take him to a counselor. They go to Bobby Fish and Adam Cole take him to the counselors. And it's Colorado dressed up in like this Sherlock Sammy Zay outfit. And I'm like, and I'm like, he never looks over to see that it's Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, got his eyes closed the whole time. Exactly. And then he, he trying to visualize the truck. So he, he said, the only way to go your fear is you have to go back and face your fear. So, and first of all, I just love how they they just never have him look over. Like, just because you would want to kind of see the doctor that you're talking to, but it was all made for it, made it all funny. They go to the, they go to the car on the outside. He says, look, man, don't even face your fear. You got to get in the truck. And it's funny how he's the one affected, but not Bobby Fish. So, Roderick Strong is not getting in there. As he's about to get to the truck. He sprints off the other way and runs off. I'm, I'm sitting there laughing my ass off as he's, he's very hilarious. And Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, sitting there talking about some, you know, uh, even though Myers the right thing, you know, he, he's making progress. So, if this is a segment that we're going to get as as Roderick Strong tries to keep, you know, get get his get his thing back about him. I think he goes to a different thing every week. That would be funny. I love so the he whole. He goes to acupuncture. Or yeah. Something. I yeah. love the whole thing. I love the whole thing. Main event time: Tegan Knox and Shazi Blackheart take on Sasha Banks and Bailey for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. It's great to see Sasha and Bailey back on NXT. Match was great. I enjoyed this tag team matchup. Uh, there was a, a back and forth of Shazi Blackheart uh, into the bank statement, and then all of a sudden she rolled Sasha over in like this double underhook kind of like submission. That she, she's kind of like on top of her, but then Bailey comes in and flips her backwards. Sasha goes back to the bank statement. She she taps out, 
and then the golden role models are the, uh, the winners until the NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai comes out and gives Bailey a sickening front drop kick and takes out Sasha Banks and then she say this is NXT and she clears the ring. So good segment on NXT uh, behalf. I enjoyed everything everything about it. Yeah, I really like that last segment as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, how could you not? Now let's go over to AEW Dynamite. So, uh, we, we open up the show because we got uh, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and your boy Jim Ross on commentary. So, Dynamite opens up with uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. For some reason, Kenny Omega is the only one that got an entrance. Uh, taking on the Natural Nightmares, QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes. With Brandy Rose. First off, um, Ali was out of ringside for this matchup because they didn't want her out there, according to Rose and Brandy. Uh, but QT Marshall, you know, kind of did. So the match starts are pretty good. Uh, Dustin Rose is taking care of everything, doing dives on the ropes and everything. It's 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 a pretty good encounter because it's like. But however, I felt as though that. Kenny Omega and Hangman had to slow the match down because of Dustin Rose and QT Marshall. They're not necessarily on. Huh? He, um, they not, but he also, like, need him in the head on accident. Oh, damn. On Dustin. Need him in the, he need Dustin in the head doing, you know, like, Dustin was for a shoulder tackle. He's supposed to, like, flip out of it, but he need him him right in the head, so. Oh, wow. That probably could have had something to do with it, too. You're right. You're actually right on that one. Um, QT Marshall that gets you know gets a second word about him does one of them cartwheel sloppy dives over the top rope. I'm like, bro, why do you do shit like this? Because I understand that they want to showcase that like these big guys can actually do it also. But I'm like, but when it's slot like Ricochet be clearing that rope like like a gymnast. But QT Marshall, I'm like, yo, that man like kind of like just like flat fell over everything. And then all of a sudden at the top of the stage. Allie is out there, um, and she's trying to cheer on QT, and Brandy's just like, no, your cheers ain't going to work. I'm going to cheer you on. And then uh, huh, it doesn't really matter because at, at this point, uh, they hit the, uh, what is the name of that, Buckshot V-Trigger move. I think it's just called the Buckshot V-Trigger. No, the last call. They call That's it. what they call it? Yeah. With the last call on QT Marshall, and then they win. You, the highlight of this match was not even the match. It was Britt Baker on the outside with the little pulley feeding Tony Schiavone the notes when she was doing a little pulley dick on the wheelchair. Yo, Britt Baker, excuse me, Dr. Britt Baker DMD, has been the most entertaining she's ever been. Since starting AEW, the heel turn and her being injured is, uh, I hate to say it, the best thing that ever happened to her. Yeah, for really. Because she's hilarious. She is hilarious. Um, it's kind of like the almost the opposite of Sami Zayn. When he uh, turned heel. You know what? Yeah. You're right. Oh, I was like, like you, you're right about that one. Up next, we have. Uh, Anna J taking on Abandon. I'm telling you right now, it's all about how good makeup this woman Anna J, oh, sorry. What'd you say? No, no, I was just talking about the, how the makeup looked on the horror character. Oh, uh, I thought you said what? Oh, sorry. I was talking about something else. My bad. 
No, 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 what were you talking about? Anna J. Oh, well, I mean, she looked good. But I was just so so enamored by how good that horror makeup looked with the different color contacts and everything. She looked like really dead. It was like a horror movie really did, did uh, come to life. Her 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 Finn Balor style interest and everything was. Uh, I, I never heard of this person until now, and they signed her. So exactly. I mean, well, I, did, did she have some dark matches? No. I, well, if she did. I didn't see him. No. Okay. Fair enough. Uh. But then uh, after that, NJ hits uh, uh, his his the Hurricane Rana for the three count. After the matchup, we get the Dark Order. Screw the Dark Order! Comes out, Mister Brody Lee. You know, has the marching order that he says maybe it's some sort of offer, maybe it's not. So they're Tony Giovanni, but uh, it looks like they're trying to get a woman into the Dark Order now. Not in a tape. Yeah, so. I don't know. Uh, they also gave Coco Ben a contract. Oh, okay. So then we have, uh, as they called it, the number one ranked MJF taking on uh, Billy, Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn is 56 years old. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Billy Gunn got, looks 32 years old. See, that's what I was. I'm saying. I guess he just looked old in the '90s because he literally looks the same. He looks. He looks exactly the same. Obviously, that actually the difference is he Billy Gunn got bigger, like like more muscles. Yeah. Than he did I back in know, the '90s. He, he must have just looked had an old face in the '90s because his face has not changed. It hasn't. I I, I can see Billy Gunn from a mile away. And I'm like, this, this man is jacked, and I'm like, and one he still got some bunnies. Now now he ain't got the bunnies. That Billy Gunn had tonight. Remember, Billy Gunn was hopping up on tables during the famous oh, do the table like with, yeah. with Bubba Ray's. That's that's a high ass leap. But uh, yeah, but that's <laughs> still a, that's still a hard move to do in yeah. in your thirties and twenties, especially at fifty. Yeah, 50. Now, I mean, I, obviously, it, it ain't as hard. Now, I mean, the way Dolph Ziggler does it is kind of like you know impactful. But Billy Gunn can still hit the move. But I mean, like the bunnies he had back in the day, though, he like whoop. I was like, because he used to play basketball. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Good matchup by these two. Uh, he was uh, MJF was doing a lot of work on Billy Gunn's leg. Warlord was uh, was on the outside. They uh, tried to go and pick a fight. Uh, well, actually, because uh, you have the Jurassic Expresses out there, and then uh, as Warlord is the referee, he tosses MJF the ring, and then he blasts him. Billy Gunn with the with the with the power of the punch that Regal uh, used to say, and he remains undefeated in 2020. They're basically doing Cody Rhodes 2018. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so after that, I like uh, I ain't gonna lie, I like that gimmick. So I, I, I'm glad they kind of. Oh, first of all, I I love Cody and the Ring of Honor. Yeah, the actual ring. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got Cody, very creative guy. Uh, so they, they they pick a fight and start a fight on the outside with Jurassic Express. So we got Warlord and um, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus in a lumberjack match next week. Uh, so like, are we supposed <laughs> are we supposed to forget the fact that Luchasaurus was supposed to be this quote unquote giant? He's the same height as Billy Gunn. Or Billy Gunn's taller than him. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know, you, you're not supposed to see the problem is you're not supposed to be bringing Billy Gunn out when you try to sell somebody, you know what I'm saying? So they say, Oh, this man is 6'8, and then Billy Gunn is like taller than him, exactly. Okay. Uh, I don't remember when this happened, so I'm going, you know what? Never mind, I take that back. Okay, so, uh, there was a in this backstage promo with you know with the Le Sex Gods, uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Uh-huh. Talk about the attack on Orange Cassidy. You know, say he said, you know why Blood Orange was juiced all over the ring last week. Everybody loves Orange Cassidy, but the Audacity interrupted the Inner Circle twice. So blah blah. Uh, we get the the Tony Schiavone and Doctor Britt Baker DMD uh, interview. She's an announcer for Fighter Fest, and uh, the AW Women's Champion Hakua Ho. Oh, Hakura Shida. No. Oh my damn it. Ha, ha, Hakura Shida? No. What is it? Hikaru. Hikaru! Woo, woo, woo! Shida. Damn it. Well, Defender title gets Penelope for it because I don't want to see that matchup. And she was outraged. I, don't I just want to see Penelope. She was, out, she, was, she was outraged at Tony saying that. So she put him on a friendship timeout. And then uh, Baker uh, went goes to the car and demands somebody to drive the Rolls Royce to leave immediately. But it's big swole behind the wheel. She says, "Where to, Doctor?" And then she drives off uh, with the, with the devilish grin. That's why I, I remember that whole Stephanie thing from the Undertaker stuff like that. Cody, the American Nightmare, with his coach Arnie doesn't need him, takes on uh, the open challenge. Of the former NWA World Television Champion, uh, Ricky Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the whole thing was a match of somebody that is not part of, you know, AEW before. Yeah, uh, mm. I, I, I wish they would keep doing this, but, like, for example, they signed Ricky Starks. I don't think they have to sign everybody. Like Exactly, they don't. I, so, I think the first week that they did an open challenge like that, it should have been somebody of a bigger name, me mm-hmm. personally. And then you could do the NWA people, PWG people, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then do surprises here and there. But they started out with him. I was like, I was kind of excited. And then with him, I don't know much about him, but, you know. Yep. Can't really say much. Well, Cody, uh, missing, uh, starts missing tough for DDT. Cody, uh, his, 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 the power slam. I, you know, Cody got one of the, the, the slowest power slams. Goldust and Randy Orton can snap that power slam. Oh, and Samoa Joe, you know, he almost broke Dan Bryan's neck. Uh, but it's like Cody, he tried it, but he, he like the slowest one out of all of them. He probably want to make sure he's safe. Yeah, I got you, Bob. But who, first of all, real quick, side note, who has the best power slam? Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, or Goldust? I like Goldust. Yeah, he he do, he, he do, they look, snap it. Randy Orton, he, he snaps his too. Randy Orton goes all in one motion though, like mm. it's just like a fluid motion. Gold is like a snap. Gotcha. Samoa Joe's usually when he does it, it's like a snap too. But mm. again, if you're quick enough, your head we scared against yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Samoa Joe will try to kill you though. Uh, they hit a slugfest. Uh, Coach goes to the top rope, and then you know uh, he hits him with a uh, starts him with a superplex, and then he. Uh, they, they, they slug it out. Uh, he tried, Coach tried to go for a disaster kick, so gets out the way. But then he uh, he misses a, a clothesline and then hits the crossroads 
on Starks. And he, he why does everybody have to sell it the same way? Like, um, God. Death? Yeah, like, yeah, like, they got fall right on top of the head. Like, by God, you, you don't, you don't have to do it that way. But okay. <clears throat> I guess Cody said, I'm running this company and this is how you're going to sell it. Fair enough. Uh, the Young Bucks is taking on super the Super Bad Death Squad. I hate that name. Uh, Kip Sabian and Jimmy for, Havoc. For what? Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This you mean to tell me this man comes out in Ghostbusters gear every single week, and they didn't call the call this the Ghost Bros or something related to Ghostbusters? <laughs> I mean, not Ghostbusters, Goosebumps. No, they don't at, at all. The Butcher of the Blade was at ringside in Mr. Clean outfits. And then, okay, or so... Waldo outfits, depending on... If you it, it, add yes. color to it or not. You're right. In my opinion, this match went way too long. Yeah, and it was weird. And, and almost, we'll get to it. I was like, why is this thing... get? Why is this thing so fucking long to the point where I was just like... Was, yeah. I was like, it did not... Because it was like, we're, we're, we're coming up on the, 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 the time limit. I'm like... Why is this match almost twenty minutes long? Like the young bucks don't have to have a twenty minute match for every single tag team. They don't. Sometimes you can just Damn, show how dominant you are. Like, this was weird because like um, the revival was out. I mean the FTR was out there, mm-hmm. just standing there, and then uh, Butcher and the Blade was just it was just weird. Yeah, uh, but then young bucks win. As soon as they win, Butcher Blade attack them. And FTR attacks the other team, the Super Bad Squad. Yeah, it's just a big brawl, <laughs> and yeah. that's it. I was like, I don't understand, you know, why that's the thing. Taz calls John Moxley a miserable sob, and you brought the fight on yourself, Mox. So at Fighter Fest, I wish Fighter Fest right now said Cage, which I was like, this is why Taz is talking for you, because <laughs> I was like, I wish yes. right now. Yeah, I was you like, shut up and you pop those hips, Cage. Yeah, you pop them hips. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Brett Breakers found a dumpster. Big Swole doing in the trash. And she was so pissed. And then uh, she vowed revenge on Big Swole. I don't know how she's going to do it because she can't wrestle, but I think she's going to get a homegirl that was working for it. Then she fired her, but then she rehired her to come and get her out of the dumpster. Great stuff. Uh, so, yeah, Rebel, Rebel, yeah. It's time. Matt Hardy's on the, the, the Unkillable. Matt Hardy, stronger than death, is on the commentary team for the second of the main events. We got the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Tramperetta, taking on... Your favorite tag team? I can't stand the best friends. Taking on the sex gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. This is the one where I was just like, I watched all of the NXT one, so I had to go back and watch this one. So, the match is all right. The, the only thing is there's a cameraman that's outside and it's not Randy Orton everybody but as Sammy Guevara is going along the ropes he gets tripped up by this cameraman and it, it, Sammy looking like yo man what you doing you're not doing your job and then uh, after the then then Trent hits that what's that fishing move he does I just don't like it it just it, it's not oh, Trent? What, yeah cause it's, it's not what Chuck tells is better but uh Trent not so much I forget the dude buster yeah, yeah, it, 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 is that is that what Hangman used to do? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, so he been doing that since he was in WWE. So. Gotcha. 
So they uh, they win, and then the cameraman got in the ring and revealed himself to be Orange Cassie, freshly squeezed. So he comes there, and then uh, he was the cameraman the entire time. So uh, he goes and beats up Sarsbito Jericho and taking him down. And, uh, you know, he leads to Jericho. So now it's been a, 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 a official. Chris Jericho takes on Orange Cassidy at Fighter Fest. So next week, July 1st, is going. no, not next week, in two weeks. It'll, July 1st will be part one of Fighter Fest, and then July 8th will be part two of Fighter Fest. So who won this week primetime in the Wednesday Night War? At first, I wanted to go neutral. I really did. But I'm like, I'm not going to cheat the fans out of that. I'm going with NXT to win it. Man, I'm sorry. The, everything from the Keith Lee breaking the glass and having a big segment of the big announcement, the Undisputed Era counseling session, the Dexter Loomis wanted to be a tag team, the main event with the Women's Tag Team Championships, in my opinion, was the better main event. Uh, all that stuff. And then, of course, the, the tag team match. At the beginning, really saw the show as well. So, and then Dan Priest becoming the face. All that stuff was great. I, I was never bored with NXT this week. AEW, like I said, was still good. However, you know, the, the main event wasn't as good. You know, some of the matches, like the, the Jimmy Havoc stuff, along with uh, Kip Sabian and the Young Bucks, went way too long for me. So, you know, all that stuff. But, guys, you guys can post on the comments down below. If you listen to this on YouTube, how you guys felt about uh, who won between NXT and AEW. But guys, that's where we're going to end the podcast at. Fun time. Uh, before we end the podcast, Prime has a little story that he wants to tell. If you remember it. I do. I, I do. You told me you wanted. You said you wanted to say something at the end. <laughs> uh, you forgot it, didn't you? I think that was a Zack Ryder story. Well, anyways. Oh, okay. Oh, well then, uh, well then there you have it. So then it's, it's, it's time to it's time to wrap this thing up, Chief. Uh, so uh, once again, people out there, use your platform because speak out against injustice and anything that's wrong. Uh, make sure you guys check out SpaceAffiliate.com, the production company we're a part of. Check out all the great content they have over there: Lulu and Pop, Lulu and Pop Horror War Show. Uh, both sides and the Market Dark Show retro episodes. Check out the Nerd Coalition content over there as well. The No Gimmicks to the Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Action Talk Podcast, Turn Table Super Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dark Sober Tongue with Ball Lounge coming soon. Well, all the podcasts at Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, and also on YouTube Premium as well. Make sure you check out the realnerdcoalition.com for your Nerd Coalition merch. You know, the NC logo, NC Shazam logo, retro logo of NC, and the No Gimmick Scene of Wrestling logo uh, podcast t-shirt. Make sure you guys check all that great stuff out. And then make sure, <clears throat> also, you guys check out the Prime Nostalgia podcast as well. You know, my man Primetime talk all the styles up there. They freestyled last time on the podcast, so make sure you guys check all that great stuff out as well. Make sure you check out Q Flow's album, The War Drum, and check out his merch also on TheRealNerdCoalition.com. So once again, guys, long podcast, but it all had to get out, man. So once again, this is NC the Place to Be, Chill Train Mustang D, and not Deion Sanders for Primetime. It's been real. And Q Flow, wherever you're at, take us out.
we're bringing Nergasm to your ears, welcome to the show We don't need any gimmicks, you already know So sit back, relax, and hit the like button Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming Swag on trivia and prompts top five Either way it's fun and you're hearing it live Join with your host, Mr. A&E Yeah, you know it's the place to be, it's NC Here at Mountain Dew, it's easy to tell who really loves the outdoors. For one thing, there's the rack on your car and the hitch on the back of your truck. There's your garage full of toys, from dirt bikes to wakeboards. And there's your cooler full of Mountain Dew. Always at the ready. Because when it's time to get out there, you know, climb into your deer stand or your fishing boat, a cooler of ice-cold Mountain Dew, that's as important a piece of outdoor gear as your spinning rod or your four-wheeler. Mountain Dew. Get out and do.